What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. So, you know, what's – is it all this week? Yep. This is spring break? man. From, from literally this past Friday yeah. afternoon when I, when I stopped working yeah. to legit, I think it is – let me check on the computer here what exact day it is. It's a week from now, so the 22nd. So we're recording this right now wow. on the 15th. It's 5 o'clock. Actually, we just crossed over the 5 o'clock hour. And I'm surprised you're not drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to drink a beer, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I drank a little bit last night when I was uh, watching uh, a bunch of different Game stuff. Of Thrones, Game, Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'll never watch it. Yeah, we got a, we got the Caps game on tonight. Uh, Did Khaleesi you know, kill the dragon or whatever? Well, she's not going to kill the dragon okay. because those are her dragons. Oh, okay. So well, she owns you know. the dragon. So What about the mountain? I know that there's a guy the called mountain. the mountain. Yeah, the mountain. He is uh, Queen Cersei's like, bodyguard. Oh, okay. Gotcha. What about the annoying kid? Is he dead? The annoying kid? The annoying kid? Oh, I, th- I thought you were talking about the imp. As they call him, no. Peter, Peter Dinklage. So I thought I was like, wow. No, 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 Did, no. Didn't know they called him kids. No, now. I, res- I, them I respect. People. I respect uh, the Dink. Oh, um, the di- oh, the no, dink. the the annoying kid. The annoying kid, where it's like a little, like little Malfoy looking. Oh, you're uh, talking about um, uh, Queen Cersei's kid. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No, he he he. He died a long time ago. I don't know if I should spoil it for everybody. It's okay. Out you can spoil it. Yeah. Yeah. He he he, he died like in season like two. Two. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so that was. About so I have something to look forward to. Yeah. There you go. Cool. You're not, you're not gonna watch it. I don't know, man. I've I've thought about it. I mean, I'll wait till it's completely done. Yeah, the show. As oh, well, a whole. that would be in about five weeks. So. Yeah. So yeah. then, uh, yeah. See, I'm not like you guys. Wait, you know, ten years for the new season. Well, no, I'll just that, be that's, done. That's the thing, though. I didn't start watching Game of Thrones until legit. I think it might have been season three. Okay. Okay. Actually, wait, no, wait. that that's false. Actually, sure, sure. You just lied. No. Yeah, I just did. Um, because I don't know how long in between each season. I think I started. Maybe I started watching. Uh, when season seven just started, okay, because that was two years ago, and yeah, sure. that, that's exactly right. Because um, season seven, when that started, it was about two years ago. So they waited two years to do all this filming and all that kind of crap. Yeah, and I started watching it then because I was like, oh, you know, season seven because there was all the all the hype with season seven, and I figured, okay, maybe I'll watch it now. 
and I just tuned into it because I had HBO Go. Because I, of course, and by the way, never paid for HBO. A friend always has the HBO. Yeah, yeah. HBO you, Go is is, yeah. is clutch. A friend always has HBO, so you can just skim off them. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and just 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 work it like that. Because I had my buddies, yeah. um, uh, my buddies HBO, and now we have Jen's brother's HBO. So. Solid, so, solid. Yeah, we use Abby's parents HBO. <laughs> so I and I use their Directv for like every single app that's like a streaming app where it's like enter yeah. in your TV information. I enter in the same stuff every single time yeah. and I'm watching, you know, uh, sports on the iPad and stuff yeah. like that. Um, that's what I always used to do too. So but yeah, I, did you guys, was it a good episode? It was pretty good. Episode. It was okay. pretty good. It, it was just, I mean, it's weird. So the though. dragons are still alive. Yes. Um, okay. but the, the, the weird thing is though, is that because we watched, um, cause Jen started watching at the same time I did, we started watching it uh, like once season seven came out. So we were starting in season one. So obviously we didn't watch it live like everybody else did. Um, but we, what we did was we actually watched we we, you know, we binge watched all the way through and stuff sure. like that. And then see, so, so when we binge, this is our first time we've ever seen it live. Live, okay. So That's and I didn't know that you could watch HBO. Like what they did was they released it on HBO Go mm-hmm. when it became live for the actual HBO channel yeah. on TV. Yeah. So you could watch it, you know, at the same time. What they, what I found out they did. My mom told me this actually today. Um, she doesn't watch it, but she she just heard it on the news that what they did was uh, Game of Thrones. On HBO, they actually release it to the to the world. At so at the, so you're in Australia or wherever you are that has a different time zone or a weird kind of timing zone. Like like I don't know, London is like sure. five hours ahead of us, something like something that. Something like that. And basically, what they did was so they would release that at two a.m. in London mm-hmm. and then nine p.m. here because obviously the states is more you know obviously they they want to show yeah the, we here. rule the world yeah come yeah, on exactly you so, work on our time yeah yeah our time. So basically, uh, that's, that's what they did. It was actually pretty cool that, that they did that. Good, good. Well, I'm glad you got your your Game of Thrones in, and now yeah. you're on spring break. Any any exciting plans for spring break, or is it mainly just this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Jen said she wanted to go down to Blacksburg and stuff like that. But I told her, I said, I want to do that during the, during the summer where there's not a lot of kids yeah. down there. Number one, true. Number two, we don't that's have true. to rush. Uh, you know, because I want to take her to El Rods and different like restaurants down there that you know you got drunk at. And stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Your, uh, your old stomping grounds. Yeah, so I don't know why she agreed to that for the most part. Because I'm going to sit there and basically tell her old stories and memories. But uh, but she doesn't really like that in the first place. But uh, she wanted to do that. So I told her, you know, we'll probably do that later. But she wants to go do something, uh, you know, on 66 or 81 or something like that. Like I told her, I said, I want to. She's like, how far is Harrisonburg? I said, two hours. And she's like, oh. She knows mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. drive two hours and then two hours back. But um, I don't know. We'll, fi- we'll figure it out. All right. Yeah, a couple right. days uh, to, to think of things. But um. You know, we got the episode here, and uh, and obviously, um, we hopefully, possibly have an interview today. We'll see about that here soon. We'll but, see, uh, it's showbiz, man. Things yeah, happen, exactly. But Things overall, happen. it's uh, it's been a pretty uh, pretty eventful four days so far. I told you, this is like my first official day of spring break because gotcha. of the whole fact that you have the weekend and mm-hmm. then. Yeah, spring break starts technically today because I'm supposed to be at work today, but I'm not. Oh, so nice. Um, yeah, I got some. Uh, Mission barbecue yesterday for the Pistons game. Ooh, did you? My dad, me, and my brother, we all sat in front of the TV. We even had TV trays. Oh, really? Actual trays so we could sit over there. Um, some Trey Turners oh, yeah. um, in front of us. And then we, uh, like you have your box. And I, I went with the pulled pork. Some Trey Youngs. Some Trey Youngs. I went with the pulled pork. <laughs> um, some mac and cheese. Oh, nice. Some fries. My dad got a slab of ribs for all of us to kind of split. Really? Got some cornbread in there, too. I had some Michelob Ultras. Who flipped the bill on this? Oh, oh Pop, Papa Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I was over in his... In his neck of the woods, in oh, his yeah? house. So, nice. you know, it was. Uh, we all sat around and watched Giannis take a stinky dump on the on the 
distance. So <laughs> I think I left at halftime because I was like, what, this game's what, what, not what was the score at halftime? Uh, they were down by like almost 30 at half, I think. Jeez Louise. And then uh, I texted you like late last night. Cause yeah, I saw, oh, yeah. I, saw the box I didn't score. watch the rest of the game. That's <laughs> all the box score. And I was um, like, wow, they lost by like 34. And now <laughs> like, I came home Louise. and watched like something else. I was just like, there's no need to watch the rest of this game. Yeah. Uh, and now Blake Griffin's out too. So uh, it's going to be uh, going to be ugly. But, but he at least was, they he, made the playoffs. He was you know? he was out though before the before the playoffs started. Yeah, the he was. Though, he right? only played like in uh, a few of their final like ten games. He had like a forty point game against the Thunder, and then he kind of sat out. Yeah. Um, he's been battling a knee issue, which of course crops up at the end of the season yeah, when you had a chance timing. to you know try to take down. Giannis. And now they don't have any lottery chance because they made the playoffs. Exactly. So So you made the playoffs to lose. Completely wasted effort. (laughs) Yeah. Completely wasted effort. But that's how it goes for our sports teams. Absolutely. What else uh, did you have going on the last week? Uh, Last week's been pretty busy, though, you know? It was. It was busy. Definitely took advantage of a Nats 50 Papa John's deal. Dude, uh, how many days did we have that? I remember texting you saying, hey, reminder, Cast 50 today. Hey, Nats 50 today. I definitely pulled it off maybe (laughs) twice last week. Um, And, of course, the funny thing is is when I get the Papa John's 50, I always overbuy because of the 50% off. So I end up losing money on the deal. (laughs) I think I bought two pizzas, two chicken poppers, um, maybe like a dessert or something like that. You said you got it twice? This was split, though. This was split among not just me. Um, Yeah, and then I got it earlier in the week. Now, I had two Papa experiences um, where one was pretty bad. One well, must have been an off night for the Papa oh. because the pizza was absolute garbage. Really? The crust was all messed up. Anytime you'd take a, a slice away from another slice, it would uh, pull like half the other slice geez. off. Uh. But then the one that I got Thursday was magnificent. Well, it's because you got those garbage guys in there that, that you know, the, the, the Tuesday yeah. Timmies in there. That Tuesday are, Timmy, that, it was that bad, are, man. They're sitting in there with the pizza, with the, with the pizza cutter, and they just, yeah. they just go like this. They go like one, And two, I don't know if the difference was because, well, there were two different Papa John's. One was over in Centerville, the good one. The bad one was in Herndon. So now that I'm moving to, to, uh, to Chantilly, yeah. I got to see what the scene's out there pizza-wise yeah. and food-wise. I know we live across the street from an IHOP, um, which is key. Um, I think there's a Hooters down the road. Yeah, just something to uh, note. Uh, uh, are, you, are you near Fairfax? Uh, or kind of. Or it's, or no. oh. it's Chantilly. It's so, near 50. It's right okay, off so of 50. You're near what, we, what me and my family call Restaurant Row. Restaurant right? Row. Yeah, 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 yeah. Restaurant Row is definitely over there. Yeah. Um, so, no, there's a lot <laughs> of... down the street? <laughs> there's a lot of food over there. Oh, my gosh, dude. Taco Bell, literally across 50 from where our, 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 our house is going to be. So... It's a, it's a little bit exciting. I can't wait to check out the Uber Eats options. Oh, I'm going to look through nice, that, definitely, nice. um, and just kind of see the landscape. Because While I'm, you're talking, I'm going to double-check and see if it's here yet. Mm, mm. That's, the, uh, <laughs> that's the Uber Eats update here. Let's see. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's I believe it. they spread entirely around. I think it's like, a, it's like when you're looking at the weather app, and it shows, like, the radar. Yeah, we're the, almost there. <laughs> it literally wait, shows, wait, look like, at that. Like, uh, you cl- so you how is that not in there? Like you, like, you click on it, right? Yeah, zoom in. And look. See, look. That doesn't make any sense. This is, this is the complex I'm in. Look. Like, it overlaps the complex, but you have to get through this road to get to that part yeah. of the complex. Nope. And no drivers want to go on that road, I nope. guess. Nope. <laughs> wow. You should just go along that road and pay somebody. Say, look, man, I'll give you 20 bucks right now. Just sign up to be an Uber Eats driver. You can make money on it. That way, I'll get food that I want, yeah. and, like, that's it. Because that's all they need is they need, like, one or two drivers to sign up in that area, and then you're good. The best part about, uh, not Uber Eats, but Grubhub, Grubhub is that Taco Bell is now on there. And now all all these other chains are trying to, like, t- t- Burger King's on there now. It's like, yeah. Okay. But 
Taco Bell's on there, and they don't have any delivery fee, right? Yep. And then they also have a small order fee, which I think it's like five bucks. You can't do yeah. anything lower than five bucks. Uh, but that's five bucks. That's five nothing. bucks. Come on. <laughs> so, so like, legit, like, that's the problem is that now it's on Grubhub. It's so easy Ooh, that yeah. me and Jen a couple times have have a little. Have I know. Little, I little, fell in that wormhole, man, for a sneak while. sneak attacks here. Now that we're getting uh, getting the house, I, like, I've, I've had to tighten up the budgets. But, like, for a while, yeah. there was definitely a time where I was spending way too much money on Uber Eats. I yeah. was ordering because it's just so easy. Yeah. So easy. I can get any food I want mm-hmm. just delivered straight to my door. And yeah, you have to pay, and like there's usually a delivery fee or something. But I'm, it's worth it. But then, it, then, then you realize when you actually look at the numbers and see how much you actually paid for it versus if you had gone and picked it up yourself, you're like, man, this is not <laughs> worth it. But I'm also <laughs> sitting in, you know, my boxers, yep. watching Cersei bang the dragons in Game of Thrones, okay. and, and it's all good. I don't know, know which Game of Thrones you watched. Um, yeah, but there you go. <laughs> Maybe it was a uh, spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing though is that now all these all these uh, pizza places like Papa John's and Domino's they have like four dollars uh, delivery fees, yeah. which we talked about this before, which makes zero sense because of the sole fact that if you're based out of delivery services, like no one's going to go to a Papa John's and just eat there. Yeah, like, no one ever does that. It's not a sit down. Yeah, so it's like you look at that and say, well, why am I already going to pay four dollars for the delivery charge when that's all you do? It's like, mm-hmm. would I rather go, you know, pick it up? No, I don't want to do that. You're, I'm bordering Papa John's to deliver. I don't want to go pick it up. Uh, but so that's why you look at it and say, is it really worth it? That's, that's one of the only times I ever order pizza is when they have the caps 50, nats 50, Absolutely. all that kind of stuff. Because, like you said, that's, that's, that you, makes it really You worth. overorder a little bit, but the sole fact that you go out there and, and the, the best part is, like, I don't, I don't know if you do this, but I, I don't type in the, the promo code until the very end so I can oh. see the bunny drop off of it. <laughs> see, I don't do that, but I, I respect the hustle on that because yeah. then you can see it all disappear. You order it and, and all of a sudden it says like, oh, 30 bucks and then all of a sudden... Nat's 50, you... man. Nat's 50, Cap's 50, Wiz, Wiz 50 never happens, but um, <laughs> you know, those other ones, those are those are those are clutch deals. Yeah. We support the Papa. This is a Papa supporting podcast yeah. here. We should actually try to go and see if one of the, the chains will uh, sponsor us, or I guess you'd say, uh, what's it called? It's not chain. It's a uh, location. Locations. What's, what's yeah, a, sure. What's the location called? Franchise. Franchise. We should go yeah. see if one of the local franchises will sponsor. Yeah, you tell them. Trust me. I mean, just take a look at us. <laughs> You're gonna get your money's worth for sure. <laughs> oh Give us gosh. some free pies. Yeah, that would be pretty nice. But um. Yeah, we got a big episode today. Yeah. Uh, well, I shouldn't say big episode. It's kind of a shorter episode. Um, I always say it's the big opposite episode. of big. Yeah, but that's uh, okay. Opposite of us. Um, that's okay. So, that's okay. Yeah. We, so we're basically just going to mainly focus on the Caps sure. and the Nats, the two most exciting teams in the area. Absolutely. And then yeah, uh, hopefully we might have Rashad Mobley on. Uh, as a separate episode, so go take a look at that. If it's not there, then don't take a look at that yeah. because it's not there. If it's not um, this week, we'll definitely yeah. look at maybe next week. Um, and basically with Rashad, we're going to kind of get into you know, the Wizards as far as kind of the season outlook from, from the previous um, you know, previous uh, you know, this end of the season. season and then kind of looking ahead and, and things like that for sure. Yeah, so then we'll also have Danny Noakes on uh, to talk about the new hiring of Mike Young for the Virginia Tech Hokies, he should possibly be on uh, sometimes this sometime this week uh, to talk about that new hire, which will be pretty fun uh, in, in in general because of the sole fact that you know it's a it's, it's an unfortunate situation that Buzz Williams uh, left, uh, but overall it's a pretty decent hire because he's the Wofford head coach, yeah, and uh, you know they won over thirty games this year and they had a chance to beat Kentucky if not for Fletcher McGee not making a single three out of like what fifteen attempts or whatever it was <laughs> uh, in that. Um, round of 32 game in the March Madness tournament. But overall, we're going to have a lot of guests, a lot of good talks, and this episode is going to be kind of fun, Ben, because we got two 
uh, teams that we really want to talk about. We're also going to try to stay away from the Redskins just a tad uh, because hopefully next week before the draft starts, because obviously all the draft talk is coming up, we're going to have a heavy Redskins episode uh, with hopefully the Let's Talk Redskins guys uh, near Easter, not Easter, Easter weekend. And uh, we're going to have them on and hopefully discuss a little bit more about the Washington Redskins and what they have in store for us and the draft. But again, this is the DC crossover, Ben. Let's get right to it, man. It's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You play to win the game. Hello and welcome, DC Crossover followers, our Pine Ponies, right here on the DC Crossover. Mr. Simpson, across from me, I am Mr. Cerrone, Mike Cerrone, that is, right here for the DC Crossover. And Ben, I believe this is episode 26, I don't know, 26, 27, who sure. cares? No one really knows because, you know what, we you know find out a little bit later when I edit the episode. So, anyways, Ben, this is going to be a nice little compact episode where we talk about the Caps and the Nationals. The Redskins, obviously, as we said in our little pre-show banter kind of deal, uh, that we're going to focus on the Redskins next week, right before the NFL draft. That's going to be more Redskins heavy. So if you want to check out or check out that, uh, wait till next week because we're not going to be talking too much about the Redskins whatsoever on this episode. But the Washington Wizards, we're going to kind of sidetrack from them a little bit, as we said before. Rashad Mobley uh, from Forbes and TruthAboutIt.net, uh, he will be on. Uh, the program hopefully today, not this episode specifically, but a separate interview, which you can go download as well if you would like to have a more inside look at the Washington Wizards' past season and also possibly what they might do here in the draft and so on and so forth. So hopefully we have that going on. We'll have to see. Uh, Rashad's kind of keeping us on the hook right now, waiting to see if he wants to reel in the, the whole entire work deal right now. He's kind of busy at work right now, so we'll have to see if we can get him on the line here soon. But anyways, Ben, this is going to be a more compact episode, like I said. Sure. Uh, about the Capitals and also about the Washington Nationals. So uh, we can get into it right now if you'd like, unless you'd like to start with some Well, forwards. I do. But first, <laughs> I want to shout out uh, the other team that plays in Washington, D.C. That oh, is D.C. United. United. United right. First place in the Good Eastern call. Conference. I watched them play late last night on Saturday night against Colorado. Uh, pulled out a nice win there. They're now 4-1-2. and two. And with 14 points, they lead the Eastern Conference right yeah. now. So shout out to them. Um, that last one was out w- without Wayne Rooney, right? Uh, two two games ago was the no Wayne okay. Rooney where they they tied. Uh, they just drew. It was a, I think one one or zero zero. Okay, that was um, my fault. No, no. And then last and then on Saturday night they were in Colorado and got some goals from nice, some like unexpected guys. Yeah, yeah Flo, shout out to Flow FC. <laughs> the only, I'm the only one watching the games on there. <laughs> uh, and then I am going to their game Sunday um, at home. That's for my brother's birthday. I got tickets for him. 
me and my father to check out a little DC United action next Sunday against NYFC. Yeah. Uh, that will be on ESPN, maybe? I, I think that might actually be an ESPN game. Yeah. So you may well, actually get to winning, see it. Well, if they keep winning, then they're going to be more on uh, you know, public but television. I shout out to one of the most successful franchises in the district, and that is the, uh, the uh, DC United. Yeah. There, there, there's no, like, DC United... Something in yeah. soccer. It's weird. It's well, always, well, that's the thing about soccer is that when you're looking at international soccer and everything about that, like they have, uh, you know, Man United yeah. and then they have um, uh, Manchester City and then they have um, uh, Barcelona FC mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Real Madrid. And like, I mean, they have all these team names, but they always have FC or they have uh, football at the end or whatever it may be. Yeah, it's weird because, like, you have, like, uh, like Columbus Crew yeah. or Philadelphia Union or like you know they have some school some teams in the MLS have a you know Seattle Sounders the, like the LA Galaxy they have something like that but DC is just DC United <laughs> it's like there all right is. I don't know it's fine I, I uh, but I'm I'm excited to check I love them the out colors in the colors are always on point their color is extremely on I point mean, you know red red and black I mean you can't get better than that no it's great and I'm gonna finally get to go to Audi Field and experience yeah. that so I'll give you my full review definitely after that. give us an update on that for so, sure for yeah, sure but let's talk about the team that's in the postseason right now. That's the Washington Caps. Eller for the draw! And as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions! There you have it, John Walton, the radio voice of your Washington Capitals, as always. He is on the TV right now, actually doing some pregame with Alan May and Rob Carlin, because right now, as we record this episode, it is getting, or we are getting ready for the Caps game. It's about uh, 5.30 or so right here as we record this episode. The Caps game starts around 7. Uh, they're down in Raleigh, Carolina, which is actually pretty nice for them uh, overall, Ben, because of the sole fact that they don't have to have a far distance. Like yeah. they, they don't have to travel. You can get to you know, Raleigh from, from here in about four hours, four and a half hours, yeah. with no traffic. Yeah. <laughs> with traffic's a little longer. But so, yeah, uh, they, they, they might be flying, they might not be, but it doesn't really matter. So, I mean, like you said, it's, it's no time at all. So, overall, uh, it's going to be a, a fun little th- game three here we got going on. Caps up 2 nothing. This is kind of an unfamiliar sight we've seen from the Caps. Uh, usually the last few years we've seen them drop one of two yeah. or, or like last year go down two. Um, but overall, it's going to be a very fun game three. Uh, you know, Carolina's going to come out with their home crowd the first time, like you mentioned last week, uh, in about a decade uh, that they've made it to the playoffs. So that's going to be something wild down there in Raleigh for them to experience, I guess you could say. Uh, but the, the Caps, I mean, right now they're firing all cylinders. Uh, I think last game overall, my initial thoughts right now, we'll get right into it. My initial thoughts, Ben, uh, on, on this series is that really last game, the Caps, you know, they played so well, and, and the, the, the Canes really got some lucky bounces. I mean, honestly, some of the, a couple of their goals, uh, to me, they were, it was either like kind of, kind of like an off-the-skate or a weird bounce or whatever it may be, which that's how playoff hockey is. But you got to look at the Caps and say they're playing so sound where they're getting – I mean, they're shooting lasers. Like Ovi had – I think he had a goal and two assists uh, last game, or, or, or that's maybe what he has in the last two games. But I'm, I'm not exactly sure. But overall – 
what they're doing is is kind of feeding Backstrom. He's he, I think he has three goals now in the first two yep, games. He does, yeah. And it's just overall, they're playing lights out, and hope he's playing lights out as well. Uh, unfortunate bounces, obviously, you can't really hold that against him. But overall, he's playing lights out. The, the top two lines are playing lights out, and it's been been, been pretty uh, pretty darn good the first two games. Like you said, the top two lines. So Ov one goal, two assists. Backstrom, three goals, one assist. Tom Wilson, a goal and an assist. And then you have um, Haglin, Rana, and, and Kuznetsov. Uh, Kuznetsov with three assists. TJ Oshie with one goal and one yeah. assist. So you have, you know, everybody's really kind of contributing right now with the first two lines. And, you know, for, for the Caps, it's been, you know, for the most part, it's been solid. There was kind of a little bit shaky as far as the fact that you, know, you jump out to this 3 nothing lead in the first period and you end up winning just 4-2. Um, you go out to a 2 nothing lead in the first period. You have to, it takes you overtime yeah. um, in game two. But for the most part, I don't think that is something to be worried about. Again, the Caps have won all six times they've played this Carolina yeah. team, including the two playoff games and the four regular season games. So... Carolina has not proven they can beat the Caps in any sort of aspect. Yeah, they took them to overtime, which can go either way. But for the most part, um, you know, the Caps have just really produced. The Stars have been there. Um, You know, this has just been a solid first round for the Caps, which is funny because you look across the playoff landscape and all these teams that are having issues um, that are supposed to – and and, and let's go back to one thing real quick is the fact that, remember – you and I talked about this. The Caps were really kind of overlooked heading into this postseason. This yeah. was not really a team that was thought of. Of oh yeah, the Caps are definitely going to make it back. Even to after after winning the Metro, <laughs> which is unbelievable. And then you look at some of these other series, and teams are having trouble. Obviously, the Pens down three zero in their series. And they got blown out last game the, in Pittsburgh. Exactly. The Lightning uh, are down three nothing in theirs as well. So you have, and you know, the Maples. Uh, or, sorry, the Leafs and the Bruins tied one one. So. Um, you know, that's what they changed the name there to the Maples. Yeah, the Maples. The Maples is a better name, but you have two teams in the Lightning and uh, the Pens, who are you know pretty good hockey teams. People are looking at those guys, and they're 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 about to get eliminated yeah. um, within the next couple games. So, I think the Caps were overlooked. They've proven so far through two games that hey, we are the team to beat yeah. here in the postseason. We're the defending Stanley Cup champions, and they're just getting it done. Well, that's the biggest thing too is. Uh, before I uh, or before we kind of get into those other series real quick, um, basically when I'm looking at this Caps team, it's it's nice to see the game-winning goal come from Brooks Orpik in the overtime period. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks at Brooks Orpik and says, "Oh, he's old." Like I even said it myself as well. He's old. He's getting you know he's 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 out of shape. Like I mean. The best thing about Brian McClellan is that move that he did, getting Grubauer and, and, and Orpik over there, and basically getting Orpik back for 3 or $4 million less than he was supposed to make this season, and now he's only, you know, only on a $1 million contract and stuff like that, and we actually need him. Say, Think about this. If we didn't have him, and we already gave away Bowie for Jensen, so that was kind of a flop, basic or, or a flip-flop, I should say. You have Jensen, uh, Carlson, and Kempney out. So then you have Niskanen and Orloff. So you basically have four defensemen that are, that are quality defensemen. If you have Brooks Orpik come up and start playing playoff hockey like he knows how to do. Yeah. And I also think it's nice because when you're on the third line, D-line, you don't get a lot of minutes. Like you, you, you get enough minutes in the first couple of periods, but you're well rested going into that four, uh, that that third period and maybe even overtime. So I think that's uh, a big deal for Brooks Orpik to get that game-winning goal. Um, because of the sole fact that if you can have him play like that, or, or I mean, obviously I say like that with a goal, but 
if you can get him to go out there and play lights out in that third in D the line, third line, yeah, get, exactly. get, get Carlson some rest, get Niskin in some rest. Some of these guys that are on the penalty kill mm-hmm. a bunch because they've they've taken some unnecessary penalties in the past couple of games. But overall, it's it's looking good. Like if they can win tonight, the series is over. There's no yeah. there's no way in hell the the, the, the Carolina Hurricanes are going to come back. The people that I'm really worried about in this series. Uh, it is Jordan Stahl. Or I think it's Jordan Stahl. There, there's a bunch of Stahls out yeah. there. I don't know. But Stahl, he scored one of the goals last game. And and also, Ajo hasn't really done too much that no. I'm impressed about. Nope. Uh, he was their leading point getter this season. But in, in general, this is just a team. Like, like you mentioned before in last week's episode that this team is, oh, possibly going to be an upset special. It's not really the upset special that everyone was. I mean, like, like I said, last week – Everyone's saying the upset special because, oh, the Caps, you know, they might have a hangover from playoffs and all that kind of stuff. And people thought the Lightning were sure in. And then the Isles, who knows if they're going to play well in the playoffs because they were supposed to suck this year and all that kind of stuff. So there was the easy pick for an upset special because everyone thought the Avalanche were going to get, you know, blown blown away by the Flames. And then just so on and so forth. I mean, overall throughout the entire landscape. But you're looking at this team and how they're playing right now. They've scored four goals in back-to-back games. So they're averaging four goals. You score four goals in a playoff series, you're going to win most of those games because these playoff series, they don't go to the six goals, the seven goals, like some of these blowouts you see in the regular season. I mean, you're looking at. I mean, let's let's for instance look at the um, the Isles and Pens series real quick. Sure. Okay, you're looking at this this uh, series, and the Pens just can't score. I mean, the first game, four to three, Isles in overtime. The Isles, who don't have a great offense, I mean, look at last year, they they lost their best guy in Tavares. Three and four goals in game two and game three. Pittsburgh only scored two. So basically, you're looking at it five goals for Pittsburgh and 11 for the Isles. So that's a big discrepancy when yeah. you're seeing in Pittsburgh, they got blown out by three. It's just, it's something to see there because you don't see a lot of blowouts. I mean, a 4-1 is like the easiest blowout you can, you can mention because no one's going to score seven, eight goals, you know, that they usually see. But overall... Uh, just, just the caps. I mean, it's a, kind of, for me. It's kind of hard to pinpoint. It's only two game sample size. Yeah, exactly. But j- just how they're playing and how sound they're playing on offense and defense. I think they kind of got those jitters out because you have to see, uh, you know, the first couple periods of the first game in the first series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, after like a four or five day break, you have to see how they play. And winning the first two games, going to Carolina, you still have home home ice advantage, and uh, you guys are playing well. Not a lot of injuries, no nothing. And you know, Brain Hopey is the catalyst so far, playing great once again. I, is. I think I saw a stat. I'm going to see if I can pick it up while I send it over to you. There's a stat I saw that Brayden Hopey, I think uh, it might have been on Twitter, that he is like saving like 94% of shots in the last like 20 or 10 games or something of that nature. So I mean, he could go uh, let down. Me try, let me try to find He that. could go down in history as one of the best playoff goaltenders. Oh, yeah. I mean, playing out his career. And just another note is, so teams that take a 3 nothing lead in a best-of-seven series are 186-4. and four. The, the, shark, the Sharks are the last team to blow a 3 nothing lead in, in the 2014 Western Conference. First oh, here you go. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. But no, I'll no, that was, you. that was it. Yeah, I found <laughs> it by, by Rob Carlin. Brayden Hopey, he said, this is his tweet. Quote, sure. Brayden Hopey is on fire right now. His last seven games, including the regular season, he is 7-0. With a 1.85 goals against average, with a 90 or a 93 or nine, okay, 0.938. So a 90, basically, if you round it up, 94 save percentage, dating wow. back to the save to that to the quote unquote the save that hap, that helped mm-hmm. the Caps. I can't even talk. That helped the Caps win the cup. He's six and zero in his last six playoff starts with a 2.16 goals against and a 
92 save percentage. Guy's playing. It's unbelievable. 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 And that's the type of goaltender you want heading into this postseason and for a a possible back-to-back. I mean, they they have a legit shot at getting back to the Stanley Cup championship here uh, this season and and going from there. And as as far as the, the, the playoffs as a whole, I mean, one thing that sticks out to me initially is just the difference between the two conferences and how these series are shaping up. Yep. The West has been much more competitive with these 2-1, 1-1. These are much closer series um, than here in the East where we've got a 2-0, we've got a 3-0, a 3-0, and then the Bruins and Leafs are only they're the only one that's at 1-1. But for the most part, we've got multiple series that could be done yep. within the next couple days, <laughs> which is wild because these Western Conference series – those might go seven. Outside I mean, six of, yeah. or seven is kind of what you know what it's kind of lining up for those ones. So let's start with the East at first. Okay. And, and Mike, obviously, the two series that most attention is being paid to is the Isles and the Pens and Lightning and the Blue Jackets. Um, <laughs> of course, now <laughs> I've kind of poked exactly. I've, po- I've poked around some of the, you know I've watched some of these games here and there. Kind of been flipping back and forth. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously, Pens fans. You know, you, you first you, you lose that OT game in game one, and the team just hasn't really recovered, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really watch any of these games yet because uh, I've had other things going on, or I've been more interested in a different game. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been watching a lot of the, the Dallas Stars and uh, the Preds games. Like I told you last week, that was one of my most ones that I wanted to watch. But uh, I, I, just, I just don't get it. Like, I picked the Pens to win this one in six. Um, and that obviously doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, I think a lot of people didn't have this mapped out on their brackets. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of odd to me because obviously the Isles have home ice, but the sole fact that you look at the Isles and what Barry Trotz is doing with that club, it's he's got them believing, and that's that's the thing that you look at is. He solved Pittsburgh in their in their whole entire offensive scheme last year. Yeah, where that's they did, a good point. They, they, I, don't, I don't know if you remember that. What they did in the playoffs with the Caps is they did like a like a one three one in the neutral zone, mm-hmm. um, where basically they had uh, one guy forechecking, three guys making basically a, a wall um, on the uh, at the mid ice stripe, and then they had a one guy, uh, one defender in the back where they basically had that big wall where they couldn't get through the neutral zone. And that's why the Pens struggled so much against the Caps last year, and that's why the, you know, the Caps ended up winning in six, that you saw them shut down Pittsburgh's offense. And I think Barry Trotz, I mean, especially the Isles, totally different club here than the Caps. But you're looking at it and saying that they must have solved Pittsburgh's whole entire strategy again this year. So uh, Pittsburgh is just kind of in shambles right now. And I was kind of shocked because I didn't think Pittsburgh was going to be, you know, uh, or even get past the Caps in, in the next round or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I think the Caps are a more sound team, uh, better goaltending and stuff like that. I think Matt Murray is kind of overrated. But you're looking at it and, and, and seeing uh, Pittsburgh struggle so much in this series, you have to wonder, is this quote-unquote dynasty, uh, if you want to call it that, done? They still have Sid the Kid, uh, and they still have Evgeny Malkin um, and, and a couple other guys uh, around the team like Phil Kessel and whatnot that that are that are pretty pretty strong you know characters in that locker room, but you know you got uh, Mick, Nick Bonino he's off the team, Carl Hagelin he's off the team, so you've got a lot of these guys from the third and fourth lines that are not on the team anymore uh, that really helped them in their cup their couple cups they got in a row. So do you really think that's the thing? Is this Pittsburgh team you know on the downslope? Because I didn't think so when the, when the playoffs started, but seeing how they're getting dominated, especially in the last two games being outscored seven to two. I honestly think that yeah. you know this. They, they, if they don't turn around this 
by by say they say they get eliminated if they don't turn around this by next year then I think they're going to have to start revamping. And this is a team that barely made their way into the playoffs in the first place. So yeah, I I completely agree with you, and I do think that's a great point um, that you made as far as uh, trots. You know, maybe having kind of some of the secret sauce there as far as getting over the pen. So right now, this is already looking like possible Caps Isles next round, which would be pretty pretty damn exciting. I wanted that in my that's because it's going to be fun not to play Pittsburgh for once. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But it's also going to be nice, like you said. You know, Barry Trotz returning back home. That's going to be great seeing that series. And then on the other side. I mean, Bruins Leafs is setting up for possibly a long series yeah. there. And on the other end, same you know, the, scores in both game one and two, four to one, yeah. Toronto, four one, Pitt, or Boston. And then the Jackets have just been holding the Lightning to nothing. I mean, this is a high powered Lightning offense, and they've only managed one goal in each of their past two games one in game five, one in game two, three, one in game three. Um, I mean, this is this is like as you said, embarrassing yeah. for what Tampa was able to put across this whole season, um, and then now well, well, the way they're Tampa ended up blowing playoffs. out the Jackets like four games. Yeah, it's, like, it's I, someone said crazy. they. I, I didn't see exactly what it was, but they like blew them out like nineteen to three in four games. Like it's embarrassing uh, to, to see that. Now you're looking. Obviously, um, uh, uh, Kucherov got basically uh, uh, suspended for the last game, and obviously that ended up in a loss too. Yeah. And you're looking at, like you said, they've only scored two goals. Uh, they've only scored two goals. Put it this way, Ben. They've scored two goals in, in uh, eight periods. Two goals in eight periods since that first period 3 nothing uh, 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 lead they had in game one. Can you yeah, believe that? That's, that's, that's embarrassing. That's my Detroit Red Wings territory or something. <laughs> so, you know, that's the, those two series are shaping up. Yeah. Again, to, again, the Jackets one game away. They play tomorrow night. So Unreal. the two games tonight as we are recording this podcast yep. on a Monday, Caps, Canes, and then you have Bruins, Leafs, uh, both games at 7, one on CNBC, one on NBC Sports Network. Yep. Um, so we'll see kind of the outcome there. But we could potentially, um, you know, the Caps could go up 3-0 after tonight. And then the Isles game and the Jackets, those games are all tomorrow, 7 and 7.30, respectively. Moving over to the West for a second. Again, okay. this is the more competitive um, series is going on right now. Again, you've got Pred Stars, which is one of the series that you highlighted as far as being one of the most in- interesting series. They play tonight at 9.30. The series is tied 1-1. You had the Stars beat the Preds 3-2 in Game 1. Preds come back, win in overtime in Game 2, 2-1. Two uh, so back and forth, two very close games, one overtime game. Yep. This is the series you said that this is the one to watch. And so far, it's lived up to that hype. Yeah, 3-2, Dallas won in, the, in Game 1 in Nashville. And you watch it on TV and... Like, I've been to Nashville once. I drove through it. I was actually in Franklin, Tennessee one time uh, for a wedding, and then I drove through Nashville before we started heading back, me and Jen, from a wedding. And honestly, that town is just so hype. And it wasn't even a yeah. Preds game. It was just there's so much to do on – was it called Honky Tonk Boulevard or something like that? Something like that. Yeah, I don't no, know, it's a cool city. And, and everything revolves around the Preds, I mean, mm-hmm. basically. So you, you, look at, you look at it and say – Bridgestone Arena, because it's like it's like dead center of, of everything to do in that area. So you look at the crowds at the Preds games. I mean, they're just electric. And, that, and the funny thing is that, you know, they got the terrible looking jerseys. I wish they could change those to something <laughs> yeah. cooler. Um, but literally, these two games have been down to the wire. And the biggest thing about these two games is that every possession, it feels like someone's going to score. Mm-hmm. Because it's like... You see the Caps games, the, the Hurricanes, like, okay, they have a good stretch here and there. The Caps have a good stretch here and there. But these two teams, which I'm going to be definitely worried about because I personally pick the Preds to win the entire thing, um, personally. Uh, but they have to get past Dallas first, and that's one thing I'm scared about. But looking at Dallas, uh, you know, with Sagan and Ben 
being their two catalysts. And, 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 and I think his name is, it's like Heineken or something like that. I don't know. He's like a beer name or something like that. The, 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 the young kid, the defenseman, who I think, or I believe, won it in game one. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's unbelievable how these guys um, are, are, are playing right now. Because like I said, when I watched closely game two, game one, I was kind of, it was kind of hard for me to watch because it was, a, it was, you know, a work day and it was, they started at 930 or something like that. But honestly, that game two was just phenomenal to watch, especially in overtime. Uh, and you look at how they're they're playing. They're just playing so fast. And Pekarene and Ben Bishop are standing on their heads right now. And it's it's going to be a fun series to watch. Obviously, 1-1 right now. Going back to Dallas, I have a friend that's going to the game tonight. Uh, so I'm going to have to ask him how the atmosphere Ooh, is. Nice. Um, because I think this is Dallas's first trip to the playoffs since 2016, I believe. Okay. So uh, it's going to be the first. A few years. Yeah. And obviously, the Cowboys, you know, they never do anything. So yeah, they, yeah. Have one, they have one team to, cho- to root for, I guess. Well, yeah. One, one, <laughs> and, uh, the Mavs a team, suck, too. A team that we won't hate, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, hey, I, 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 I reference the da- Dallas North Stars, like their, uh-huh. their minor league, their AHL team. Uh, because they were in Mighty Ducks when I was a kid, oh, so I, nice. I don't I don't hate the Dallas Stars because when I was a kid, the Dallas North Stars were on the Mighty Ducks, you know. So you got okay. to make sense. Good reference. And then on the do you, other do you know side, what that reference is? Uh, vaguely, okay, vaguely. Who vaguely. cares? So then we got Blues and the Jets. <laughs> uh, Blues lead that series two to one. Yeah. Um, this was a series where the Blues got out two zero in the series, and it kind of yeah. looked like okay, we'll see what uh, what's going to happen here. Jets come back game three on Sunday. They win that six three after two very close games, one in games two. Um, that series continues tonight at 9.30. But, uh, so, you know, another series where we've got a 2-1, yeah. a 4-3, and then out of nowhere a 6-3. But, uh, you know, back and, forth, one, yeah. back and forth series, you got to think maybe um, the Jets are going to be able to get it done again tonight and possibly tie up this series. Um, it's really a series that no one really thinks. Any, no, sure. Neither, people, Winnipeg was one of the teams that everyone kept saying was going to be one of the hot hot coming teams like mm-hmm. in the past couple of years. They've been saying that. Yeah, last year they got a lot of attention. And but I, like I just that, don't too. see them beating like a, a, a Stars team or, 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 or Preds, or, yeah, or, Preds yeah. or anybody of that nature because you, you just don't see them beating one of those two teams. And even if they get past one of those two teams, you really think they can beat either Vegas or San Jose. Yeah. I, I don't think you know Colorado or Calgary – uh, are going to make it to the Stanley Cup final or anything like that. But you never know. Yeah, and then uh, speaking of that, so the Flames and the Avalanche, that series is tied 1-1. Flames blew out the Avalanche in game one for nothing, and then Colorado came back in game two and won in overtime 3-2. to And then Sharks and Knights, it's 2-1 That's that series. series. Golden Knights, yeah, that was one of the ones that I said that I was interested in watching. Yeah. Sharks win game one, 5 Talk about high scoring. <laughs> yeah, 5-2 in game one, 5-3 Knights in game two, 6-3 in game three. They play tonight at ten thirty. Now you're at spring break. You could possibly stay up there. Here's little, the thing: little sharks and nights. Yeah, action. exactly. Here's the thing about Vegas, though. People kept saying, "Oh, the Caps won their playoff." They tried to downgrade it. They kept saying, "Oh, they've won against an expansion team." Well, the expansion team. Look at them again. Right they're, back in the playoffs. Exactly. They're taking the Pacific number two Sharks, who are one of the favorites to get to the Stanley Cup final. You know, to the brink right here. They're, they're up two one. Yeah. Yeah, and they scored eleven goals in the last two games. Wouldn't it be pretty wild if it was Caps Knights and that's pretty cool. Stanley Cup championship? <laughs> <laughs> Remember watching the Stanley Cup final, and then you do, they, the first uh, first game in Vegas yeah. where they had was like, everyone was just like waiting for what they were gonna do. It was sick. And then they had the John Wick two like theme song or something. Yeah, like that. they, they had like all like, that crazy it crap. Was, it was. It was wild. The stupid night that kept flying out there. That's the thing. Is like, but it was entertaining. And yeah, that's exactly. The thing. I mean, I, I think the two. So, like, if we're if we're talking as Caps fans, as far as teams that we'd be most interested in seeing, and yeah. and we're we're just going ahead and saying, okay, put the Caps in the Stanley Cup championship. We hope that happens. <laughs> yeah, we're homers. Obviously, it's the DC Sports Podcast. So, um, I I think 
Caps Preds would be real fun. Yeah. Um, but I, I am personally pushing for Caps Golden Knights in the yeah. Stanley Cup Championship. I think that would be um, great. Stars would be fun as well because you have the D.C. Dallas kind of, yeah. you know, there's some, some, some rivalry there. But yeah. as long as it's not like Caps Blues or, or <laughs> Caps like Caps Flames. Avalanche or Caps Flames, yeah. That would be the worst because then if it's, in the, if it's in Calgary, isn't yeah. it isn't like Western Canada yeah, or something it's like a, that? Yeah, yeah. It's like the game's going to be at like mi- midnight. Nobody wants that. No one, so, no one cares. You know, as far as the Caps go here, again, they play tonight as we record this on Monday. Um, and then their next game being Thursday. Um, and if necessary, they would play on Saturday. But likely, we could be seeing a clean sweep here. The the, the Canes are really going to have to bring it tonight at home oh, yeah. if they want to even stay in this uh, playoffs at all. Um, I would expect tonight to possibly bring some of that frustration and chippiness a little bit. If you're Carolina, that's how it works in the playoffs. Usually, is hey, if we're down two zero and we're you know we're facing a possible three zero, it's time to start you know getting a little chippy and trying to get the yeah. momentum back on your side. But at least it seems like for the most part, as we talked about earlier, I mean, the Caps are rolling. Yeah, right and, and that's the biggest thing right now is if the Caps go up 3 nothing, series done. Yeah. I still think, I mean, right now I give the Caps like an 85% chance of moving on. Sure. Um, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you never know. It, but at this point, I mean, Peter Mrazek, he, he's been playing pretty well, but he he's, letting, he's letting a couple, like, weak goals. So it's like you just look at it and say, who's going to win this series? Is it going to be Holpe? Is it going to be Mrazek? And I don't even know. They might put uh, Morazic on the bench. You never know um, because, I mean, obviously he's let in eight goals now. But overall, I think that the, the, with how the Caps are playing right now and how they're playing. I mean, Nick Jensen has stepped up, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, your, your boy from Detroit. I mean, he's stepped up a lot. And you've seen him in front of the crease fighting left and right. He's not used to that. He, he was signed, and, and, and he was there to be our, our on a third line and be mm-hmm. one of kind of like our development pieces. Now, all of a sudden, Kempney's hurt. They put him on the first line with John Carlson and Captain America. So you look at it and say, okay, how is he going to play? And so far, he stepped up a lot. But overall, I think it's going to be fun, man. We just we just touched on a lot of the series and stuff like that so far. Yeah. Definitely definitely take be- or check back next week when we do our next episode because some series most likely are going to be over by that time. And we'll and, probably uh, be talking about Caps' uh, second round yeah, matchup yeah, at yeah, that hopefully, point. Yeah, hopefully Caps in, uh, Barry, uh, versus Barry Trotz. It's we'll not really Caps versus Isles. Yeah, that would be Caps fun. Caps Barry Trotz. Caps Isles <laughs> would be fun. We'll, we'll see how that shapes out. Now it's time to move on to a team that we may get a little more complaining going. <laughs> yep. It's the Washington Nationals. <laughs> Three balls, two strikes, the pitch. Swing it along, drag, deep left Last time that we recorded the podcast, we had just finished up the series against the Mets. The Nats won that series two games to one. We kind of had some um, you know, hopes and expectations heading into that Philly series. And, uh, and then the Pittsburgh series are the two series that have happened since we last recorded. And the team has done 500 baseball at 3-3 three and three in their last six games, dropping that first Philly game on that Monday night um, at 4-3. to three. And then coming back and putting together a couple nice wins. I mean, that was the thing um, that that the Nats were able to do in that the the remaining Philly games of that series was a 10-6 win on Tuesday and a 15-1 win on Wednesday. And suddenly you're thinking, hey, you know, this offense is kind of exploding. They're on the right track. They win that series. And then you drop two of three to the Pittsburgh Pirates and Mike Two of those games were bullpen losses, really, um, with Matt Grace getting the loss. Uh, get, there was 
three runs in the 10th against Pittsburgh on Friday. And then yesterday, a debacle, a ninth inning run in that one, and, and the Nats stranding the bases loaded and things like that. But let's get into some impressions where the Nats are right now. So overall on the season, the Nats currently sit second to last in the division. Now it's you know early, obviously, but 7-7, seven and seven, playing 500 ball. They've won six of their last 10. Uh, but 500 ball pretty much describes the Nats this season. I mean, they are, they've been gr- good at times, maybe even great, and then they've been really, really bad. Yeah. Um, what, what kind of sticks out to you over the last week since we've last done the show? Well, I mean, when we talked about it last time, we were getting ready for, uh, as I mentioned, Pittsburgh, or excuse me, Pennsylvania week because they are playing Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Uh, but you look at the two Philly games. Now, that was a great series to watch because the Nats just dominated, and they came back in, in the, the April 9th game, which was awesome. And then they just demolished the Phillies um, at, you know, 15-1 to 1, uh, on uh, the 10th. And that was fun because of the sole fact that I was sat on Twitter and I was just, you know, we had Jessica Town on and I follow her on Twitter. I don't think she follows me, but I don't really care. <laughs> and um, that, I think she really wants to anyways. But, I, you know, she was trashing D.C. a little bit when we played them the first time, stuff like that, saying that we were booing Harper and we shouldn't be booing all that kind of crap. And it kind of it got under my skin a little bit, but – that's why when we gave him the beat down fifteen to one, uh, you know, I, I was just, you know, and she did. She, I don't think she was watching the game because I think she was watching like uh, the, I don't know, the Flyers aren't playing, the Eagles aren't playing. Who the hell was no, she was watching? But uh, she wasn't watching that game because they were getting blown out at home. Yeah. And uh, I was just going off on Twitter. I was saying like, you know, it's funny how it's a city of brotherly love. They're in first place and they're and, and they're sitting there booing their team since the first inning. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, just you know, give, give it a rest, but. You know, I, I just saw that series. In the last two games, we scored, even though we needed extras in one of them, we scored 25 in two games. So right there, that's a 12-and-a-half average. And you look at it and say, the Pirates, where were the runs there? I mean, we did score enough runs to win those games. Obviously, like you mentioned, where we got two losses from the bullpen, of course, like always. <laughs> yep. Seems like a, a fun trend that we keep going on here. Uh, but we're at home. You know, you have the Pirates on the ropes because, yes, their 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 pitching has been decent, but their their hitting has been awful. I mean, half their roster, no one knows who the hell they are. They have no offense. I mean, yeah, literally. It's like, I just don't I just don't understand how, you know, you have, like, look, look at the last game. Max Scherzer, he goes, you know, what, eight innings or something like that, and we mm-hmm. lose the game. It's like, when Max Scherzer goes eight innings, I don't care if he gives up five runs, you should win the ball game because he's kept you in the ball game. And they're not going to keep him in if the ball game's a blowout. So if it's a close game, you need to win that game. And it's like, Sean Doolittle has, like, a better record. I mean, even though we talked about wins and losses for pitchers means literally nothing. Sean Doolittle still has a better record than Max Scherzer, which is hilarious because it's like you, you shouldn't have wins and losses in your bullpen. We sh- you shouldn't have that. You know, every now and then, okay, but it seems like every other day it's a win and loss from our bullpen. And it's just like, you know, we talked about it before multiple times. And they said that, that, that Craig Kimbrell, you know, they don't want to sign him because of the sole fact that it's going to be their third year over the luxury tax and they're going to have to play uh, or pay 50% of their, their, their payroll and all this kind of stuff for the luxury tax and all this kind of crap. And it's just like, how long are you going to wait until you have to fix something? Everyone's like, oh, we have Bud Norris, and he's down in Florida doing something. Yeah, like- then I think that deal fell through. I think they initially were going to get Bud Norris, and that fell through. You're right, though. I mean, Kimbrel, and then they've, Kimbrel's people have even come out and said the asking price is lowered. They have, they're asking yeah. for less money now. And then that still haven't made any movement because you, you watch the games just as I did, and you, there's no – 
arm in that bullpen besides maybe Kyle Bearclaw that I trust. Yeah. You know, Bearclaw and Doolittle. Those are like the two guys um, that, you know, have been solid. But even my guy, Justin Miller, has not been great. He's on, Wander, he's, he's on the IL now. FP tried to pronounce Wander Suero as the new eighth inning arm yeah. and stuff Yesterday, like that. And he lost the game for us. Yeah, and it's just like you, you, you can't do that. There's no bullpen arm that is reliable, and you think that this te- – and it's costing this team wins. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. I think if you had a decent bullpen, you probably have 10 wins right now yeah. um, at least. And the one guy that has been just absolutely unbelievable and the guy that's constantly flown under the radar is Anthony Rendon, who entering today, yeah. he's batting 400 with a 460 slugging percentage. Um 873 on base while riding a career-high 13-game hitting streak. He's got an extra base hit in 10 consecutive games, which uh, and or he entering into Monday he had had that. And then also his WAR is only he's only short of Mike Trout and Cody Bellinger as far as his WAR. Yeah. He has been the best player in baseball I think right now to start the season, and it kind of just sucks that on a team that's having. Anthony Rendon have such a great start for this to the season is seven and seven. Yeah, I mean just... you've got a guy who is in potential MVP talks already. Now we're fourteen games in of one hundred sixty two, but still Anthony Rendon is playing his ass off. You have Max Scherzer who is having a terrific season on the mound as well. Yeah, he got a, had a little bit of trouble on Sunday, but it's going to happen. He's going to need his offense to pick him up. Three runs is nothing though. Exactly, it, it, that is still a quality start um, and a gem. And and just think about this: Max Scherzer in four games is one and two. With a 3.33 ERA and 35 Ks and a 1.07 whip. I think about this, though. Not to interrupt you as no, you go no, on. Yeah. Max Scherzer, I texted you yesterday. I said, if Anthony Rendon would have made that big play at third base, end of the inning with only nine, nine uh, pitches at that point, and if Adam Eaton would have fielded the ball and thrown out Josh Bell, who is as slow as molasses running around the bases like Prince Fielder did back in the day, it, it, you look at it and it's like, if those two plays would have happened, his ERA would be even lower. So go ahead. Yeah, and then, you know, but that goes plays into, as a whole, the starting pitching has been solid. Yeah. Scherzer, Corbin, Sanchez, these are all guys that are going seven innings. They're pitching well. When we saw Annabelle Sanchez put the Phillies in fits yeah. um, in, oh, that, yeah. in that game the other week where he was looking like LeVon Hernandez out there and just throwing different speeds, different locations. He has this, like, EFIS-type pitch where it's super slow changeup. I mean, it's been fun to and watch Jeremy Annabelle Hellickson. Sanchez go out there. And Jeremy Hellickson. And also did he had a gem too. Yeah, he he pitched a gem, and Patrick Corbin's been solid. You can see his lefty slider. I mean, he's 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 a solid lefty arm. It just sucks to have a season where you've got some terrific offense from guys like Anthony Rendon, and then you've got the uh, Howie Kendrick coming in um, from injury and, and coming in and really performing well. Um, and let's get into that a little bit. So so you know uh, you have Trey Turner go down, yep. and they had to do some shuffling. So now you've got guy like Wilmer Defoe, they've moved him over to the shortstop position. And he, as you and I have discussed, he's not a starting shortstop in, in Major League Baseball. He's not a starting second baseman in Major League Baseball. Yeah. He's a backup. He's a good backup. And he's kind of you know struggling a little bit. Um, but the second base position is one where the Nats don't really have a, a defined starter in that spot. We've seen Brian Dozier, who started off the season really bad. He's kind of picked it up a little bit. But Howie Kendrick, 15 at-bats so far batting 533 with two bombs and five RBIs. Yep. That's the guy that should be our everyday second baseman right now. Yeah, and I've, I text you all the time. I, I like, It's kind of funny because I said, I remember texting you like Howie or, <laughs> or Kendrick, period. <laughs> like, what, 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 something like that because he's a career 291 hitter. If you go to any stat log on the whole entire world wide web, it says 291 career. And 
if you have a 291 career hitter sitting there, he's not a, he's not going to be a, a a guy on the bench. I mean, if he can still hit, if he can swing the bat, and he actually makes contact and actually good contact, not mm-hmm. like a Ryan Zimmerman little dribbler, and they said, oh, he hit it pretty hard. You know, n- none of that crap. Okay, Howie Kendrick, like you said. 533 right now. He was, the funny thing was, he went like, what, two for four yesterday, and his average went down because he was hitting 600 at that point. Yeah. Okay. He was eight for 15, has three doubles, two homers, five RBIs, and he's walked four times. Yeah. I mean, you look at a lot of Machine. these guys that, that have, I mean, he had 15 at bats, and he's walked almost a third of them. So it's like, you look at it and say, what is this guy going to do? Yes, he has two strikeouts, but and one strikeout really kind of hurt us yesterday. But the sole fact that his OBP on base percentage is 600, that's a pretty damn good number. Mm-hmm. His OPS, 1.73, it's unbelievable. And, yes, it's only 15 at-bats. We understand that. But when you see a guy like Brian Dozier right now, okay, <laughs> he has seven, he's 7 for 44, batting 159. Brian he's, Dozier's got a worse batting average than Max Scherzer. Yeah, Brian Dozier has a worse batting percentage than me in T-ball. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I, actually, I, I probably, probably shouldn't say that because T-ball, no one can throw the ball at first base anyways. Yeah. Exactly. So, but still, it's like he's playing T-ball right now because he's not doing anything right. And that's the thing is that you look at Brian Dozier and he has, he has 12 strikeouts. He's playing 12 games. And I mean, I like the guy. He's very nice, very good ball, a ball player, uh, but he's just not playing up to his potential right now. And yes, he may, be, he may need the quarter of the season to get right or whatever it may be. Maybe more BP, whoever, whatever it is. Howie Kendrick's ready to go. Yeah. That's the biggest deal. Yeah. 8 yeah. for 15. The, 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 the sample size is there. You don't. The guy can hit. So the, the, put it that way. The bright spots in the Nats lineup right now: Howie Kendrick. I'd say Anthony Rendon, obviously, with what he's been doing. Yep. Adam Eaton's been solid at the top of the lineup. I mean, he's batting three hundred. He's a guy that gets on base a lot. Um, kind of does a job now. He didn't come up with a clutch hit when they really needed him yesterday, yeah. but that's going to happen. But for the most he's part, clutch every other time. He, he's been a good <laughs> table setter there. Um, Juan Soto's a guy who you're kind of seeing some of the sophomore slump a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's very early. I think he'll figure it out. But he is a guy. He's batting two fifty right now. The power numbers haven't really been there. He's only got two bombs to start the year. He's got ten RBI. But the the key thing for him is he's got a lot of strikeouts. I mean, seventeen I think on the season right now. Yeah. You'd like that to go down. So bright spots are are. Uh, are, as I mentioned, Howie, Adam, Anthony Rendon. Um, uh, you, you know, the catching duo of Gomes and, and Suzuki's been solid. Has been on point. I mean, they've been fine. I mean, that's the thing is they've kind of gone back and forth. You had Gomes catch for Scherzer um, the other day, and, and then you've had Suzuki on other days as well. And, you know, they're they're both hitting over 200. They've, they've both been hitting a bomb here and there. I mean, that's kind of what you need out of them. You want a good staff for that, Ben. Yeah. They're 11 for 30. With runners on, I'll base. take that. I'll take that. For thirty all, all day. I <laughs> mean, both hitting over again, three, we're talking three about a team that had <laughs> Matt Weeders batting last year, <laughs> just batting like point oh ninety two, um, and then Victor Robles, who a guy who got the day off the other day, yeah. but he's been pretty solid with the bat as well. Two eighty three, three bombs, seven RBI. Those are the bright spots. The bad spots. <laughs> Your guy, Ryan Zimmerman, who we've talked about on the show constantly, and again, is the Nationals. Have Mr. National. I mean, the <laughs> thing is with Ryan Zimmerman is the na- I mean, this is his swan song. This is likely his last year in the Washington Nationals uniform. I don't see them re-signing him. He's going to probably go to the American League and try to make it as a, a, a DH. DH. Yeah. Um, but how long do you let this guy bat fifth in your lineup and where he's supposed to be offering a guy like Juan Soto protection and he's not doing that? 
and he's batting 205 to start the year. One home run, eight RBI. Again, three of those RBI came in that one game, yep. that blowout game where he got got a, got a hit there. So you can't even really look at that. Um, but you know, Mike, he's 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 been as you have said nonstop. He's been bad. He's been really bad. Yeah, and that's the thing is, yes, Juan Soto. Not, I mean, his average is a little bit higher than Ryan Zimmerman's with runners on base, but. Ron Soto, a sophomore. The kid's like, what, 10 years old? So it's like you can give him a little bit of a pass. Yeah. Uh, and the thing about Ryan Zimmerman is you, you look at his stats, and it's just like every single time they come up there and they have to say something about Ryan Zimmerman. I mean, I forgot who what the, what guy was uh, pitching for Pittsburgh in their first game. And when you know they were doing the whole entire pregame show and stuff like that, and they're like, Ryan Zimmerman took this guy deep. They had to find the damn thing in like the archives or something mm-hmm. like that. They, they took this guy deep like one year ago against Pittsburgh. They took, he took him deep, so it's a good look for the Nats. I mean, what? It's like now they're just like literally – Casting the reel out in the middle of the ocean, hoping to catch a whale or something like that. Like they're trying to catch something that's crazy or, or so unique that everyone's still going to think that Ryan Zimmerman is a great ball player. I'm not going to go on a tangent like I did before. I, sure. I, I'm, I'm sure I will once we start getting to the middle of the season. Yeah. But four for 24 with runners on base. That is, uh, I mean, literally, that is atrocious. And that means a guy on first, second, third, doesn't mean whatever it may be. In scoring position, that's that looks even worse. Two for 14, batting 143, and he has, I mean, like you said, he has eight RBIs, okay, whatever it may be. That, that could be a, a terrible at-bat where he grinds into a double play with a guy on third or something like that, or first and third. It's just like, you look at it, it's like, Three, two hits for 14 at-bats? I mean, even Juan Soto, I just said that he's not batting that well with runners on base, but when runners are in scoring position, Juan Soto is hitting 316, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. With six for 19, he has nine runs scored. Anthony Rendon, five for 15. Six for 15 for Adam Eaton, even though Adam Eaton looks like he's going 0 for 2 every single night for some reason. To yeah. me, it's, it's weird. Kurt Suzuki, <laughs> three for six. Two for four with Howie Kendrick. I mean, even look at Patrick Corbin, one for one. It's yeah. just like you look at these guys – that are going up there with runners in scoring position. That's why they're scoring runs. I think they're like seventh in the ma- in the major league baseball with runs scored. Something and they like played that, a couple yeah. games less than a lot of people. And it's funny too uh, to me because you know it. You, me and you always say like we wish Matt Adams was up there. Matt Adams. I mean, coming off the bench, that's why we always say some of his stats are skewed because he has some of these uh, these pinch hit at, at, at bats and whatnot. But still, with runners in scoring position, he's two for seven. He has four RBIs. Okay, the other day he had a, he had a nice double, and they couldn't score him for you know after he got leadoff double. So it's just it's just dumb. So we mentioned a bunch of times that. I like to blame Davey for a lot of things, but as of late, you can't blame Davey for some fundamental things that some of these guys are doing. But like you said, Ryan Zimmerman has just pissed me off to no end because, I mean, yep. when you're hitting sub 200 with runners on or runners in scoring position, whatever it may be, and your OBP is less than 300, I mean, you're just you're just a liability at that point. And, and this is the fifth just, spot. You can't have it. You can't this have it. This is the it. fifth spot in the, in the lineup. And you're, you're batting behind a, a young hitter who – has a ton of potential, and you're just not offering him any protection whatsoever. And uh, I mean, look what they did with with, with Bryce Harper. Was it two yeah. years ago with the Cubs series? Yeah. They yeah. walked him like 14 times because they said we want to have Ryan Zimmerman. And what did yep. he do? He got like two hits and 15 at bats in that series. And like it's just hilarious. And, and do you think if if Juan Soto was off to a, a, a stronger start, that teams wouldn't be doing that to him right now? Yeah, absolutely, because um, Ryan Zimmerman's not getting the job exactly. done. Exactly. Um, you know, other guys that aren't you know, hitting super well. I mean, Wilmer Defoe again. He's he's He's, he's not going to be there every day. Hopefully, Trey Turner comes back here um, by the end of the month or maybe early May. Um, you know, Defoe is is doing what he is. I mean, he's a 
180, 200 type hitter. He's not going to get a, hit a lot of bombs. He's not going to get a lot of RBI. He's just there as kind of a filler um, for the potential to he's get. Just, we, we mentioned he's a solid He's backup. a solid backup. And, you know, it's kind of – I can't blame him too much for being in this role that he's not really supposed to be in. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I wouldn't really put him in the, oh, he, he's been really bad. One guy who did we, – we did see his return was Michael A. Taylor, who's, who's back up with the Nationals after yeah. coming back from the injury. You know, only has four at-bats so far, just one game, but did get a hit in a couple walks, yeah. um, which was good to see. And, and we saw him with the glove, too. So, you know, it, it's Michael A. Taylor is one of those guys that you don't really know what you're going to get out of him. He's kind of a hit-or-miss type guy. Um, either he's hitting 500 or he's yeah, hitting 100. He's either having a terrific <laughs> season or he's having a terrible season. Hopefully, this will be more of a, a, a good season for him. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, you know, with the Nats as a whole, at 7-7, seven and seven, uh, this is – Again, still a disappointing start for this team. And yeah. one thing that I hate is the fact that, um, you know, and we complain about him all the time, but F.P. Santangelo, who does the color commentary for the Nationals, is, you know, when the Nats had, um, you know, struggled early in this season and then they put up a, a big win over Philly, um, you know, Santangelo comes on the air, F.P., and says, you know, oh, it makes fun of, you know, Nats fans, kind of made a mocking of Nats fans, how worried Nats fans were yeah. about those early season struggles and things like that. And guess what? The reason why the Nats were so worried is the fact that exactly what's happening here in this yeah. Pittsburgh series, as we saw, is the bullpen is not good. That's yeah. why we're worried. Um, the funny thing is, it's, we're, the Phillies are nine and five, and they're leading the division. They're five yeah. and five in the last ten after a nice little start. They yeah, had. they got off to a good start. That's really been it. And that's the funny thing too is that we're seven and seven, and our bullpen has lost us what at least three games. Yeah, at I, would, least. I would say at least. At I mean, least, yeah. I mean, you could say one or two of the, this past series they lost, but we'll just we'll just keep it low and say at least three games. And you have a thing about you know. I, I texted you the other day, and you were actually very surprised that the Marlins beat the Phillies in the, yeah. in, in the game one of their series or whatever, and then all of a sudden you look at it and you're like, oh, okay, that's nice, and all of a sudden the Nats lose it in the eighth inning or something like that. It's just like yeah. you look at it and say, we could be in first place right now, and like you said, I'm not a big FP fan just as you are, but him saying stuff like they don't know, you guys don't know baseball, or you don't know this, like how do we not know baseball? Like literally I was talking about – uh, and, and we we listen to Grant and Danny on the on the radio and stuff like that. And Grant works for MLB Network uh, and has a bunch of different podcasts and shows and stuff like that. Um, and, and you worked with him a couple times before at our other gigs. And then Danny Ruye was a college baseball player. So you're telling me that uh, you know I had the same thought about what they did. It was one of the past games, and uh, I forgot exactly what it was. Um, and uh, they had the exact same thought the very next day on the radio. So you're telling me, me personally, just so you can say yeah. just a fan, I'm not important or, or at all to anybody, uh, <laughs> and or two guys that work for the local radio station, which the, the games are broadcasted on. Mm-hmm. And one guy was a former former college athlete at George Washington. The other guy works for MLB Network and all these other uh, – or MLB, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the different MLB things. Network. You're yeah. telling me that he, those two guys don't know baseball either. You, you're, you know baseball. But, yeah. but it's, it's okay the, that Bob Henley sends Ryan Zimmerman for first base. Like, it makes zero sense. It, that, it, that, was, that was the situation, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, you're telling me that all these guys don't know baseball? Like, you're the only one that knows baseball because you kiss ass of the team because yeah. you work for them? Yeah. It's like, that makes zero sense. Right now, again, we could be right now 10 and 4 and, and have a nice little giddy-up in our step right now. And instead, we're 6-4 and four in our last 10 because our bullpen won't do anything. Our run differential, Atlanta, they, they lost like, you know, a couple a – couple, or they lost three games to the Phillies in the first – in the season. And look what they're doing lately. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're 15-plus in run differential. We're 11-plus in run differential. 
schedule. We're ahead of the Phillies and the Mets, and they have better records than us. Yeah, this is not a division where you can get off to just a bad couple series and things like that. I mean, it's going to be, a, as we talked about, a dogfight throughout the series, and the Nats right now have been uh, you know, one of the weaker teams that's supposed to be contending. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Now you have you know, this week the Giants series, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You've got Strasburg, Helgson, and Corbin are the three. So Strasburg would be nice to get a little bounce-back game from him. He wasn't as sharp um, his last outing. And then you have Helgson and Corbin, both who have been really good. So you would hope um, that here at home against the Giants that the Nats would be able to at least take two or three. I mean, this Giants team is not... Uh, not great. I mean, they're seven and ten to start the year. They're five and five heading into this series. So, uh, as far as the league as a whole, well, hey, uh, real quick, now sure, I to interrupt you. Dan Coco actually, this is go back to yeah, when yeah, you yeah. talked about the starters. He tweeted out. I, don't, I think I sent this to you. Nats starting pitchers in our last four games collectively: twenty-eight innings pitched, so that's an average of seven. One point nine three ERA, twenty six Ks, and only seven walks in the last wow. four games. Wow, that's what we expected. That's but yeah. we did expect the, the bullpen, which I gave a, a six out of ten uh, confidence rating in the beginning of the season. Now all of a sudden, you know, if, if you have those four four collective starts in those four games, you should have four wins. You should, you should. And now they've got again the series against the Giants, and then the weekend they'll be in Miami. If the Nats can't sweep the Marlins, then we've got problems. Yeah, that we have problems in in Miami, and this this should they should take two out of three by uh, against the Giants, and they should sweep the Marlins and get themselves back in contention here. Yeah. Um, and we know it's early, but it, it's as far as the league as a whole, real quick, just wanted to touch on that is it has been kind of an interesting start to the season. I mean, you have in the National League. Um, Teams, uh, teams like Milwaukee out to a good start. Who they've been a good team. They made the playoffs last year. San Diego, which is a team that yeah. you know they haven't been great. And then Machado, you got Manny though. Machado, and now they're eleven and six. They'll actually be playing the Nats not too far from now. Um, and then, but the thing that really is pretty surprising is actually in the American League. You've got Tampa Bay and Seattle, two teams that are just absolutely rolling. It. Tampa Bay is leading, and this is an Eastern Division where uh, normally you'd be looking at. Boston and New York at the top, yeah. it's it's backwards. Yeah. You have Tampa Bay at twelve and four, the Orioles at seven and ten, New York six and nine, Red Sox at six and eleven. That's yeah. your defending World Series champs. Yeah, six and, 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 11. and the run differential is negative twenty seven for the O's at seven and ten, and negative thirty two for the Red Sox. It has been not pretty. And then in the West, you got Seattle at thirteen and five. There's another team that's been red hot. But then yeah. again. Houston's hot in their trail. They've won nine in a row. The Astros yeah. in there. So right now, your division leaders, Minnesota in the Central. Unfortunately, my Detroit Tigers have lost three in a row after their hot start, so they're coming <laughs> back to earth a little bit. you got Tampa Bay in the East, Seattle in the West, um, the Phillies in the National League East, um, Milwaukee in the Central, and San Diego Feels like in the every West. single team, except for maybe like six in the entire MLB, are under 500. <laughs> it's, just, it's like weird to say. I mean, look at, yeah. look at the NL Central. Mm-hmm. I, I think you mentioned... Five and nine for the Reds, which we expected. We didn't expect the Cubs to be five and nine right now. Yeah, that's a bad Pittsburgh, start. Pittsburgh, they should, you know, obviously as our last series, they should have lost the entire th- series to us. Uh, St. <laughs> Louis nine and six. Then you look at look at the NL West, San Diego, like you mentioned. Uh, the Dodgers are pretty around, or, or hovering around five hundred. And you got three teams under. Five. I mean, it's like it's unbelievable how you teams see are this. beating up on each other to start the year. I mean, it's been pretty even. Um, besides Tampa and, and Seattle. Most of these teams have been losing and winning games. I well, mean, the funny thing too is tight. Baltimore today, as we yeah. record this episode, I think they won nine to one against yeah. the Boston and this, Red Sox. And this was <laughs> the this was the Boston 
Boston Day or whatever, where it's the Boston Marathon and the team plays early. This was like a 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. game. They do yeah. that every year. And yeah, 8-1 and Chris Davis hit a bomb. Um, oh my which God. this was the guy that couldn't even get a hit for like, so they get like an eclipse. 60 games or something. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, congrats to the Orioles. I mean, I'm not going to – there's no real bad ill will for the Nats to the Orioles, really. The only thing that's bad is this whole mass and dispute where we can't watch, uh, you know, games – you can't stream games because of the mass and well, stuff. Well, that, that's but. also the, the big thing about – you know, I, I think I told you this before. When I went up to Baltimore, my buddy was living up there. I went up there with a the Nats jersey on, my old school Pudge Rodriguez jersey, um, and – I wore that out there, and people just give you so dirty looks. Like, they hate D.C. Yeah, yeah. The, the Orioles, I think the Orioles fans hate the Nats more than the other way around. Well, the Nats don't Nats really. fans don't care about the Orioles, but, but Baltimore <laughs> and the, the O's just really hate the Nats. I mean, I guess it was because it was the new kid on the block comes in and, you know, uh, takes. Because remember, before the Nats were here, everyone in this area was basically an Orioles fan. That's the only real team you had um, in the area that was within a couple hours. So, um, you know, that was kind of the team. I remember going to those games and that, that's the team you root for. I mean, yeah. you didn't necessarily root for them hard, but they were the only baseball around. So, exactly. um, you know, but so again, the Nats have these, by the time we record our, our next episode, they'll have played the Giants and the Marlins, and then they'll be heading to Colorado from there. I think anything, like I said, anything, if they have to not be 500 after these two series. They yeah. have to be above 500. Um, exactly. Because while it's only the first month of the season, this is one of six months, you just don't want to put yourself in a hole to start the year. Yeah. I especially mean, in this division. Yeah, just like you said, I mean the Rockies, they're like pretty much bottom feeders of their division right now. Mm-hmm. You're gonna play at Colorado and hopefully we can get a few bombs to get Soto going and Robles going or whoever it may be. Um, you know, because obviously the thin air up over there and uh, you know, the Marlins, they gotta sweep them. So honestly, with the Giants, I mean, so we got nine games in a row, okay, against the Giants at home. And then we got a little road trip, a little mini road trip from Miami to Colorado. That's going to be a hell of a flight. Um, but then you look at those nine games right there, Ben. I think they have to win at least seven of those nine just yeah. for the sole fact that if you say, say, for instance, you you know, you know win the series against the Giants at home, you know, you, know, you go two and one in there, you sweep the Marlins, and then hopefully, hopefully you can sweep the Rockies. If not, I mean, because those starts aren't bad. I mean, eight, I mean, the only problem with – uh, the, the, you know, the flights and the time differences is, is if you're going from west to east, if you're going over there, it's like you're sleeping in a, long, a little longer yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. not that big of a deal. So it's like literally you could, you should beat the Rockies. And then you have a little homestand where you got the Padres, like you mentioned, and then you got the Cardinals. So you, ha- you have to go this into It should be next a big days. next couple of weeks. Yeah. And then, well, that's the thing, too, is that you look at the Philly schedule. I'm going to bring that up real quick. Yeah, yeah. Literally, the Philly schedule is, is one you got to look at, as, or look at as well because of the sole fact that they're playing the Mets now. Uh, th- this next series, yeah, they're Monday gonna... night baseball tonight. Syndergaard and Nola on ESPN. Yeah. That's that's a good matchup. Nola's actually having a pretty uh, pretty rough stretch uh, as well yeah. as start the season. Like when the Nats have, have just beat him up a bunch. Yeah, um, but like I'm going to keep looking at the Phillies as being it's a Philly Nat situation. Like mm-hmm. the Braves, yeah, they they hung around and stuff like that. But the Phillies uh, are the Nat or the excuse me the Mets. They always get. Uh, I mean, the Braves have had a pretty easy start to the year. I mean, they 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 swept a, a bad Cubs bullpen team. And they beat Miami two out of three, yeah. and they won in Colorado, um, in Colorado where the ball flies. So I, I wouldn't count. I'm with you. As I wouldn't necessarily put the Braves up in that category with the Phillies and yeah. the Nats. So, so you you look at the Mets; they're also injury plagued all the time as well. Uh, but the, the this is the thing about the Phillies. Expect possibly a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I mean, after these nine games, because of the sole fact that they have to play the Rockies as well. 
and then uh, they have to play the Mets again. So right now, you're actually looking at it. The Phillies don't have a day off until the 29th, and that's right before the Tigers series, which I'm hoping your Detroit Tigers will <laughs> take them down. But Hopefully. overall, you're looking at them play the Marlins again four games. So they have seven games against the Marlins, and they also play the Twins, which the Twins are okay, but they're not, not great. They're, they're AL Central okay. They're yeah. not league-wide okay. Yeah. You know, the craziest thing is the fact that the Nats – don't play the Braves until the very end of May. That's the first time that they I'll play the Braves. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. be all right with it. It's only a two-game set. But it's just kind of interesting to me um, that this is in your division and, and yeah. you don't play them. until the. Uh, meanwhile, they play Philly again in May. So they'll have played the Phillies in three series before they play their first series yeah. against um, Atlanta. So we'll see how that goes. Just, just hoping that the Marlins can possibly steal one. Cause they, like, like I said before, they stole one 10-3 against yeah. the Phillies after getting blown out 9-1. to one. So hopefully they can try to steal one or do whatever and maybe, uh, you know, because – they don't have a day off, so that's 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 the best part you got to look at. They don't have a day off for the next two weeks, uh, so hopefully they can you know they can they can struggle a bit, maybe you know win you know sixty percent of the games or something like that. Because overall, you know we want to be in contention, not really contention, but we want to be close to them when they play the Nats again on May third. Um, that's going to be in Philadelphia yeah. uh, because then they got a hard little stretch they got going on where they had to play at St. Louis. So they play the Nats three games. They play at St. Louis. They have a couple of gimmies with the Royals, but then they had to play the Brewers who are, who are, who are playing pretty damn good baseball. Um, and then they have the, they have the Cubs, the four games with the Cubs, and then they go into the Dodgers late uh, in, in, in May. But overall, what I'm saying right now is the, sure. the Nats in those nine games have to. They have to make a run and try to get at least seven of those nine because if they don't, then it's like, what are we doing here? You know, yeah. like it's like, what, what, what are the, what are the, what are the, what's the, what's the factor here that the Nats have to go through? And you look at it and say they have to start winning the games they have to win. The Pitcher Pirates, they cannot steal a series from you at home. It makes zero sense, especially when you have uh, Patrick Corbett playing. You have Max Scherzer pitching. And then who, who was the other one that we had pitching? I forgot who. Was, who, was, it, was it Sanchez? Yeah, Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah. yeah. It's like you can't have all three of those starts. And it's like how Coco you know, had, those, had those stats out there where we had a 1.93 ERA in the last four starts. And we, we – lose, like, what, three out of the four of them. It just makes zero sense because the bullpen sucks, Ryan Zimmerman sucks, yeah. and they won't make a move. It's, they won't make a move. They refuse to. They refuse to make a move. They don't want to pay money and you know, all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, that's what you are. You're in sports. You're supposed to pay money to make money. That's all it is. And it's like, go, go make your houses or do whatever you want to do, learners, because you're not going to pay Craig Campbell, and it's not going to happen. And so I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I just want to – I'll go pitch. And one thing to note, <laughs> one more thing about the learners to note is – Keep in mind, so the Nats AAA is now in Fresno, California. Yep. Went from Syracuse to Fresno. Now, the Nats initially, Nashville was the location that wanted the Nats to come in and be, have the AAA there. The Nats lost in the – I forget who won the Nashville bid, but the, 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 uh, the Nashville really wanted the Nats AAA there, and the learners would not shell out enough money to win that. So now their players have to fly from Fresno, California, to the Nationals when they get called up, which is just insanity. Because yeah. we're talking about sometimes in a pinch – Guys flying all the way now from the West Coast time, flying over now to the East Coast and having to play the next day and get no time to get adjusted. Um, guys that you're going to be bringing up 
it's 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 just fantastic. It's just wild to me <laughs> that that the learners again. This is a case where the money they just would not spend the money to win the bid for Nashville. That, that's that's the thing though. Yeah. It's like, that's actually a good stat. I didn't know that before. Yeah. That's just nice. Thank you. Yeah. But literally, that's the biggest thing is they've been known to be cheap with managers. Uh, that's number one. That's why they won't bring in a Joe Girardi. And uh, Joe Girardi was actually on with the Sports Junkies last week, I believe, and he said that he was he. I don't think he said that he was contacted by the Nats at all, and. Uh, that's uh, disheartening, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. And the biggest thing is they've been known with the, the cheapness with the Nats, uh, or with, excuse me, with the managers. They didn't want to pay Bryce Harper except for deferred money. And uh, you had the whole entire Barriers of Luga story and all that kind of stuff. But the sole fact that they won't pay to make their team a little bit better during the middle of the season when Mike Rizzo is basically begging them to do this and, I mean, saying things like, we need something. I mean, look at the stats. I mean, the stats still are terrible. Let me see if I can bring those up real quick. The stats still suck. I mean, they, they are still so bad to the point where it's like, what do they have to do to to, to show this, this organization that, hey, our team sucks. You know, our team cannot go, you know, the rest of the season with this bullpen, because we, we've mentioned it countless times now, where li- literally you cannot have a pitching staff that goes out there and kicks ass, and then all of a sudden okay. you bring in guys that suck ass, and, and they just don't do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, the pitching, the, the, the bullpen, I'm bringing it up right now. The bullpen is so bad. We, we, we talked about last week that they were like over 2.4 uh, to the Cubs, who were the second worst. So now you look at the bullpen stats. So the updated bullpen stats, the Nats are – you know, they're reeling it in a little bit. They had a couple good outings. Obviously, you know, a couple guys didn't, but a couple good outings. So they're still last, which is great, after a week of time, uh, which is fantastic. And they are still last with Baltimore uh, being second to last. We can expect that, though. The Cubs have actually moved up four spots, so they're actually a lot better. They lowered their ERA 2.5 points. Uh, and uh, we are still, I think we still have the least amount of innings pitched because our starters are great. Mm-hmm. And uh, teams are hitting 308 against our relievers, 775 ERA, still terrible. Uh, it, it's, it's just hilarious to me because the average ERA for the National League is 4.59, and I think we're inflating that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Us, uh, basically, us and the uh, the Mets at 6.5. They got to they got to spend this money. They got to get somebody in that can do the job because right now it's just costing them games. And I will actually correct myself, and it's not necessarily that the Nats got outbid in, by Texas, but the Nats were only saying that they were going to stay in Nashville for two years before renegotiating the contract. And the Rangers come in and say, hey, we'll stay in for four. And the Nats decided, no, we'll just go to Fresno instead. Talk about money getter, though. Exactly. People pay that. Well, exactly. I mean, they literally – this is a Nats team that we know – they, they like to spread the money out. That's yeah. what was going to happen, the deferred money with Bryce Harper and things like that. So they, the Nationals were outbid that way. Um, but still, I mean, it's just it's something that drives me nuts. Um, I don't know if, if other people really care, but the fact that the AAA team is in Fresno, California is unbelievable yeah. to me. And it just comes down to the learners. And what you were saying is there are arms out there that the Nats can, can try to pursue, and they need to because right now it's costing them games, and it just has not been pretty. So Yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a tweet out there about Craig Kimbrough. I think I – might have retweeted or something like that. I'm going to see if I can find it real fast before we end sure. the episode. Um, but the, the, the biggest thing is that you just have to look and see, is is there a way that you can get an arm uh, for the, the, the sole fact for uh, the benefit of your bullpen for the right price? Now, I understand you know the right price is is could be a little hefty, but Ken Rosenthal 
Uh, he tweeted out this. He said, free agent closer Craig Kimbrell continues to seek a deal he believes to be fair and in the range of two recent free agent relievers, Wade Davis and Zach Britton. Uh, Wade Davis, three for 52, and Zach Britton, three for 39. So he wants to be in the fair, in the range of those two guys, basically. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, three for 39, what's, what's that, uh, $13 million a year? Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't think you can sign him for, you know, $25 million in two years? I mean, two years, $25 million. Yeah. If you go over the luxury tax. For just, a legit eighth-inning guy. This yeah. is a guy that can now take over your eighth-inning if you don't want to move do little there. Because right now, there's no seventh-inning guy. There's no guaranteed eighth-inning guy. It's nope. trial by fire. Who can they throw out? Matt Grace has thrown in what seems like every single game that and they've he played. in every single and game. And his ERA, I think, is over six. I mean, this is not pretty. This is – I mean, Nationals fans deserve more yeah. um, for, from their team right now. And I think uh, Rizzo and company – I don't know how much Rizzo has been handcuffed right now by the learners about not spending money, but they got to do something because while an April – issue isn't the worst thing in the world an april issue can turn into a september issue and that takes the team out of playoff contention that's also the big thing as well is because rizzo keeps saying like that's the one thing you could fix in the middle of a season but it's you've never been in this dire need to actually this is one of this has got to be i i haven't looked up the stats but my prediction is this is one of the worst bullpens the nationals have ever had yeah as far as this performance this early in the season you, you can say since dating back to we'll say I don't know, I guess 2011 when they were becoming relevant. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You could say, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so like the last, a, a playoff contending Yeah, exactly. Team. Last eight years, this is probably I the I mean, there worst. were years where Blake Trinan was blowing games. Uh, Henry Rodriguez, you've brought up. Um, you know, there, there's been bad bullpen guys um, for sure. But at the same time, um, not as not as this big of a collective. Not, not as this. I mean, because we were thinking like, okay, this is going to be a different type of ball club. And yes, they haven't done a lot of fundamental things like moving a runner over or something like that, but they're getting a little bit better at yeah, it. The offense they're, has not yeah. been terrible. We, we, we finally saw a bunt uh, once. Yeah, we and, did. Uh, the, the, the biggest thing is when you're looking at uh, the, the little fundamental things, they weren't executing, but they're getting a little bit better. But the problem is, their, their bullpen, like you said, FP said, oh, yeah, well, you know, Wander Suero, he's going to be, you know, the eighth inning guy. You know, he's gonna get, we're giving him the ball. They gave him the ball when Max Scherzer went out there, and all of a sudden he, he, he blew the lead. It's just like you, you saw Wander Suero. Yes, I understand that he's only let in like a certain amount of hits or whatever it may be, and his ERA is low, but he still let in five runs. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you can't have a guy go out there. And, yes, you might have a one bad, or two, bad game or two or something like that, but when a game is on the line in the eighth inning, and you let in two runs or, or four runs or whatever it may be, you just you just can't have that. A couple of days ago, they put out a stat on the TV, which it's funny to me how they put in a stat like this because it's so negative because they always put positive stats up there like, oh, yeah, when the grass is two two inches tall and the yeah. you know the rain has just fallen two hours ago. Yeah, Ryan Zimmerman how, hits 500. Yeah, Ryan Zimmerman, yeah, exactly, Mr. National. Uh, <laughs> but they said in the eighth inning for Nats pitching this season, I think this, this might have been Pirates game one or two. I think it was game one. They said in the Nats' eighth inning, their ERA is 15.0. 15.0. Opponents are hitting 450 with four homers, 21 inherited runners combined, and they let in 11 of those runners. So that's that's literally above a 500 clip. They're letting in the runners. So they said 20 earned runs in 12 innings pitched. Yeah, and that was that was game 12. So yes, that was two. That was game yeah, one of the, the Pirates. This series. this 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 may be historically bad. I mean, this may be. A historically bad bullpen, especially in that eighth inning. I mean, it's unbelievable 
what is happening late in these ball games where if you're a Nats fan, you cannot go to bed comfortable. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's say you, you go to sleep in the seventh inning. You have no idea what's going to happen for the next three innings. I mean, things can change so quickly um, for the Nationals. And, yeah, it can happen in baseball, but not like this, not like the yeah. way this team's doing it. So we'll kind of see how this plays out. Again, there'll be two series um, before we do our next show. So Giants and Marlins, uh, we'll see how that plays out before the yeah. Nats also head to Colorado. Colorado. It's going to be fun to watch that series, though, because so far Anthony Rendon is on a tear, hitting home runs left and right. Juan Soto hit a a ball to the moon Mm -hmm. uh, in in the Phillies series. And Victor Robles has knocked in a few here and there. So I'm hoping that, with, like I said that before, with the thin air that's in Colorado, people hit a lot more home runs there. I'm hoping that we can see a few bombs left yeah. and right. Maybe a maybe a Matt Adams bomb when he starts the game. Maybe. We'll I mean, if, if they the give game. him some, some, I'm telling you, if you give Matt Adams a series, let him play, let him start all three games. Yeah. What I don't understand too is the fact that what Davey and, and what they're doing is, um, you know, we keep harping on the right and zero, but at the same time, with a right-handed starter. I don't know why they're not giving Matt Adams more starting opportunities. Yeah. Let the lefty face the right-hander. You can throw in Zimmerman later in the game, or if there's a lefty on the mound, you can start Zimmerman. But, you know, the fact that Ryan Zimmerman has a ton more at-bats than Matt Adams and is doing what he's doing while Matt Adams has been able to produce, it's just it's, it's, it's a crime. Yeah. I mean, you brought Big City back to the Nationals this season specifically because you needed a power lefty bat. Um you know, that you could put in this lineup. And if Ryan Zimmerman's not performing, if Ryan Zimmerman's under 200 by the time this these next two series wrap up and, and Matt Adams has only gotten, like, one start, you know, you got to start talking about the fact that, you know, this needs to become more of a, a public issue. Yeah. People need to know what's happening. Exactly. That, with, that Ryan Zimmerman is getting the leeway to bat under 200 uh, for in the five spots. So. Yeah, I, I kind of compare it to, like, a professor in college that's yeah. tenured. So yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So, he, so he's, like, ten- whatever he wants. Exactly. He's, like, tenured. He can do whatever he wants. He can, he can you know, you know, you know, basically pull his pants down. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, poop on the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> do whatever he wants. i to do that. <laughs> uh, but it's, like, this is what he can do. He can do whatever he wants, and people will still think, oh, yeah, he's a Mr. Walk-Off. It's like that. Okay, he hasn't walked off a game since like 2012. Yeah. Okay, it's like, let's be honest here. He's just not who, yes, uh, was he, uh, we, we love talking about Ryan Zimmerman on the show, but <laughs> it, it's just true. I mean, truth. was he the, the face of the franchise for a long time when the Nats were terrible yeah. when they first came? Yeah, of course. He was like their lone all-star a lot of the time back in the day. He was the only guy that the that they would let in the all-star game for the Nats because they were so bad. Um, and, Chad Cordero. And he did, he, exactly. Didn't I mean, he make an all-star game once? He might have. He might have in the first season. Maybe. Have once. Yeah, it might have been that first season. So, like, you know, Zimmerman was the guy where the Nats were terrible. He was the guy that was, you know, the, the David Wright of, of the team where it was David Right in, in for the Mets when they were bad, and it was Ryan Zimmerman yeah. for the Nats, and those were kind of the two guys that would make All Star games, stuff like that. Ryan Zimmerman's just not that guy anymore. You've got Juan Soto, you've got Victor Robles, you got guys that are more exciting, and and Max Scherzer's probably the face of the franchise now at this point. Yeah. And you've got these other guys that are are taking over. They're the new guard, and you got to just let him go. Yeah, you got to just let him go. I mean, uh, he, he's not Ichiro level where you're only going to play him for one series and let him retire. But you know, he's there. He's he's not really uh, performing well, and this is a guy that you're letting start every day and and bat five in your lineup and he's yeah. just not performing at some point the the niceties and the you know thanks for your service you got to be like hey look guy we, we're trying to win ball games yeah. we're trying to win ball games it's a business we'll let you we'll let you play here and there this is your final season we want you to send you off well but at the end of the day we're our jobs are at stake and we yeah. got to win a world series yeah and, and, and like you mentioned he, he you can give him a few more at bats but it's like at some point yes we understand matt adams is not uh, you know, I mean, 
I think Matt Adams can pick balls off at first base. But, I mean, look at the other play that I think it was, uh, it was in the last game uh, yesterday that there was a play, I believe, that Max Scherzer was going to cover first. Maybe it was uh, in game two or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Zimmerman went and he fielded the ball. He, he had a nice, nice little play. But then when he tried to throw it, to uh, it was either home or he tried to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot exactly what it was. He, he it literally looked like he he, he like kind of like it was like a, a four year old throw. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and it's, it was like a lob, and it was like like what like I don't understand. Like I understand that he's 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 going to play first base because oh yeah he can he can pick the ball like a third baseman stuff like that. But I, I remember texting you that one time saying that. Uh, when, when the ball uh, was hit, a uh, ground ball was hit to him, mm-hmm. and then FP was going crazy. He was like, "Oh, Sharp, oh, what a what a play by Ryan!" And it's all of a sudden, and then, then they had the the Bob Carpenter like Zimmerman. Yeah, you know, like, it's like it's like the special kid in glass. <laughs> You're letting him score touchdowns. You're letting Ryan Zimmerman. Oh, he caught a baseball. Oh, that's great. I started laughing. I texted you. I said it was nice. Yeah, the ball bounced three yeah. times. It was a ground ball. Three three bounces. I mean, Ryan Zimmerman. I mean, this isn't a a last place team here that's not contending and, and stuff like that, that you're, you're letting this guy yeah. go through. This is a team that's supposed to win the division. Many experts have predicted them to win the World Series. Yeah. A team that underachieved last year, and you're letting Ryan Zimmerman, uh, you know, and, and not, I don't blame him. I mean, he's just going out there. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, hey, you guys want to let me play? Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to say no. Um, but I, I blame more Davey and some of the decision-making there. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we're going to overreact. We're 14 games it's, in. It's going to be a, all we have to work with. It's going to be a situation when you hit the panic button around game 50. That's yeah. when you're starting. Yeah. To, that's when a the couple months in. A couple months into yeah. the season, if we're still, if we're starting June, where we're getting kind of closer and closer to the All-Star break in July and things like that, and this team is still second to last in the division and yeah. they're playing 500 ball, yeah, we're going to be looking at some you know, some decisions and is Davey Martinez in the hot seat and things yeah. like that. We'll see how that plays. Before we wrap up the show, though, Mike, I do want to let you shout out your boy who's back. El Tigre. Tigre Tiger Woods. Yeah. Winning the Masters, how does that feel? I mean, I know you're now. I, I'm a casual golf fan. I like yeah. like to play the game and stuff like that. This isn't a DC thing, but this is more like a, if we're doing two point conversion or yeah. something like that. Um, you know, your your boy. I, I I understand the gravity of what happened yesterday, even not being a big golf fan, oh, yeah. because I mean the and people say it all the time is the amount of attention that is paid to the sport of golf when Tiger is in contention is you you can't compare it oh, yeah. to anything else. Yeah, and that's the thing is. I, I was tweeting out a bunch yesterday and whatnot at Serone 16. If you feel like following me, if you don't feel like following me, <laughs> then just, just forget that I even said that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there you go. Um, I was tweeting out because, you know, and I even said it to my mom today. I had lunch with her and stuff like that. And I even said it to her. I said, did you see Tiger once? She said, yeah, I was so happy for him. But then, then she kind of stopped herself and she said, like, I understand that he has problems and all that kind of things uh, or all, all those things, you know, with his ex-wife and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and whatnot, this and that. But it's she's happy to see him, you know, hug his son and and, and have that embrace. And they showed the kind of like the side by side with him and his dad, you know, back in '97. So basically, it was 22 years mm-hmm. that him and his dad did that. And now he can do it with his son. Yeah. And you know, and and, and women, I, I should say, like like for instance, like my mom, have every reason to hate him because of the you know all the different things that he did in his personal life and and all the decisions, the bad decisions he's made and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but when she said that, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit saying like, yeah, people kind of have forgotten, not really forgotten, but people have kind of forgiven him for that. Mm-hmm. And when you see him go out there, and like you said, no one really cared for the last, you know, five to 
to around 10 years because he, this is his first major win since uh, 2008. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the U.S. Open when he won, uh, and he, he beat uh, Rocco. Um, Baldelli? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the manager. Rocco Mediate. Rocco Mediate, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, he beat them in, beat him in a, in a playoff, and his first Masters win since 05. Yeah. So that's yeah. 14 years in a little drought. But just, just, just seeing her say that, it was kind of like kind of opening my eyes, saying that people have kind of forgiven him, not forgotten, but kind of forgiven him for those, those yeah. mistakes that he's made in his past. But like you said, people – Will go crazy like the whole. Entire, I mean, they, 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 like the Masters hasn't been this big in probably about five to, to eight no, years. No, I maybe. don't think any other year. And and I'm a casual sports fan. Yeah, I don't think I I don't think I even could name who won the Masters last year. Yeah, maybe Patrick Reed did. Patrick Reed. Okay, and Patrick yeah. Reed is the most awkward human being in the yeah, world. Yeah, and yeah, isn't he? He's a total donk. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know the thing. I think. I think what you can look at the Tiger Woods story and put aside some of the personal stuff, yeah. and you can look at it more as, as just a comeback story. It is. This is a guy who was basically ready to retire from the game injuries, because injuries everything. were so bad. His back, back yeah. he's, he had so many back issues where, you know, four or five years ago it was Tiger Woods is done. Yeah. I mean, he was done. People guarantee that he was yeah. never going to win a major exactly. ever again. No, yeah, never again. And then now you have him. At um, 43. It's, it's unbelievable what he was able to accomplish at his age. I mean, there were people that want, there was a guy who put, I think, $83,000 bet on Tiger yep. Woods winning the Masters. It was one point one over $1.19 million. Yeah. Uh, that's a good bet right well, there. My buddy told me, he's like, we should put some money on it. I said, yeah, but if you have 83 or 85 grand well, to yeah, lose, has, then you don't really care. Yeah, exactly. If you have that much money. But like... Spit on um, 1.19 I think million. the comeback story just shows you... I think that is, at the at its heart, the yeah. most interesting thing about what happened is this was a guy that was almost... Basically done. Stick a fork in him. He yeah. was done. And he was coming back and winning one of the biggest golf events in the sport. Well, this is like the, the Super Bowl for, the, for it golf. Is, it's the biggest. I mean, in, even if you're a casual sports fan, you see the ads for the Masters. I mean, they talked about the Masters, the Two, whole NCAA yeah, tournament. Exactly. Um, Two months in advance. And, and, and how hyped it was going to be. And Tiger got it done. So congrats to him. I know that's big for you. You're a big golf guy, so I wanted yeah. to, to well, mention it's, that. It's, it's just crazy, though, because you, and the best part about it was when I saw him celebrating with his caddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone knows about his former caddy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and whatnot. He, yeah he's but, had issues there. But, but his, his caddy, he looked well, they went up to him and said, dude, like, uh, you could see his, his mouth. He was like, we did it. He said, like, yeah. three times, like, we did it. Like, you could just see the biggest thing for me is, like, you saw the jubilation that he was in our shoes because he was waiting just as long as we were yeah. for him to win again. Because you just think about it. He would go out there and play, and then he, then every, he heard all the rumors and mm-hmm. all the all the oh, different yeah, rumors yeah. Oh, of, sure. of oh yeah you suck you're you know, done you, you, know, you, yeah. you, you used to be the go, you know the goat and now all of a sudden you're you're the worst golfer on the in the world he was ranked going to the Masters he was ranked like twelfth in the world yeah. so you think about him going from back surgeries to getting older and father time and then all of a sudden you see him now win the Masters and be three away from Jack Nicklaus's record I mean it's just like and at forty three as well I told my buddy the other day I said he. Literally um, has about uh, I would say maybe four to five years of, of real, real, real yeah. competitive golf left. left. Yeah, and you know into his mid forties, and then yeah. he'll uh, and then he'll what join the senior tour or something like that. I, I, play. Yeah, I, I exactly because you had Bern, Bernhard Langer, um, who's, who's a German. He was uh, th- uh, congratulating him at the, at the clubhouse and everything like that. But he was in the tournament. I think he's like fifty seven. Yeah, so you never like know. That. I mean, Tiger could be playing for another ten years. You never yeah, know. So. But for him, he he accomplished. He, he passed Jack, yeah. um, which was the big thing that you were waiting to see with what 15 major wins now yeah he's got he's got three left until he can get to jack 
Oh yeah, until he gets. Oh, so yeah. who did he just pass? I, I think he well, he passed Arnold Palmer for green sure. jackets. Okay, dra- so, yeah, 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 green jackets. He has, he has uh, Palmer has four. Yeah. Uh, Tiger has, has five. five and Jack has six. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah, it's, so it's, he's, it's a lot of crap. I mean, he's still he's he's up there. I but mean, going from the tour championship <laughs> win of the end of the season last yeah. year to all of a sudden now fast forwarding first <laughs> major the of the year and then you win the Masters, it's, it's like people are going to be betting on him like crazy. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be yeah, nuts. and he's going to bring more attention to 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 the sport again. The the I don't know what the full percentages are, but it's got to be a you know forty fifty percent jump in viewership when oh, Tiger's yeah. in contention for sure. Just, just, I just mean, you had bars putting. How often do you have bars putting on the last round of the Masters on the major TV? Are <laughs> yeah. you kidding me? Somebody did that, you'd get shot. Yeah, if you had Patrick uh, Reed winning, no one, yeah, no one yeah, knows no, who Patrick cares. Reed is. I, I, we, as you know, a funny side note is our company. We reached out to Patrick Reed about possibly doing a book, yeah. um, and his agents couldn't have been more uh, a holes. Really, they had tried. They were they were they were just not into it. They were the most biggest jerks I've ever heard. Well, in my what, life. what kind of what kind He'd, of book was he going to write? It was going to be like a kid's book or something. Well, we had pitched it to him as an idea. Yeah. Hey, man, you you know you're you're an up and coming golfer. Maybe this could help your image because we, we help athletes do that. His his people could not have been bigger jerks. Really? So you know, well, he had his that. whole entire personal life where his yeah. wife hates his parents and then his parents hate his wife and, yeah, there's and been his sister some, and all it's like it's been a mess but but yeah so congrats to Tiger congrats to golf fans hey, I mean this real was quick Super so Bowl. you know how they had yeah. the champions dinner before the Masters yeah, yeah so yeah. Patrick Rita heard his dinner was some some Joe Schmo crap what would be your champions dinner request? It's kind of like a last meal on earth, but it's yeah. not. It's your own so you, so, so explain to me the deal. So, so basically the champions dinner is all the ch- past champions. They go to dinner uh, or stuff like that. Like I think it's like on that Wednesday or something and like that. Does the most recent champion choose like the meal? What I, I think, well, personally, I don't know the, the ins and outs, but I'm pretty sure that what happens is they actually pick, you pick whatever you want before the masters. Cause you're a champion. Ooh. So you pick whatever you want. Ooh. And then, so, so the, I think they said that, uh, like a lot of guys go with steak and stuff like that, but you can pick whatever yeah. you want. So yeah. it's like you can get lobster, you can get you know. Yeah. But I think they said Patrick Reed because he's a cause he's like a southern guy. He had like like it was something grits. Yeah, it was something. It was like it was like he had like like steak and mashed potatoes. It's like yeah. it, they said he, his his meal was basically like going to Applebee's. Jeez. So it's like so it's like yeah. I, I just want to know what you. Would There's think. some options here. I like the surf and turf idea. Like I'm going out yeah. back, get a little good lobster tail on there yes. on a really well done fillet. Um, yeah, maybe some wagyu beef on there. Um, ah, you know, wagyu. so surf and turf I think would be pretty good. Or we're talking a upscale like pasta seafood type dish. Yeah. So you got some noodles. You've got a bunch of different seafood in there. I do like me some 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 pasta seafood. So probably something in that vein. I'm not ordering pizza, you know. <laughs> yeah. That would be great, but no. Uh, can, I get, can I get Nats 50? <laughs> I th- yeah, you guys use that? Um, I definitely <laughs> think something in the seafood realm, steak realm, pasta realm. I mean, those would kind of be my go-tos, but elevated. We're not talking, yeah, yeah. Applebee's steak and mashed potatoes. I mean, we're talking a, a damn good lobster and steak and, like, a exactly. really high-quality steak or something like that. I'm trying to think because I think surf and turf is the best idea you can go with because yeah. you get the best of both worlds. Oh, it's so um, good, man. I would – honestly, I'm trying to think of – because I'd like something maybe with a crab, like yeah. like, like, like a Ooh. legit crab like, cake. Yeah. Um, like, a, like a big one. Expensive not one. Of these, one not yeah. one of these little, like, like – little king crab <laughs> crab cake or something. Yeah, yeah. Something. That would be damn good. So, yeah, something crazy. And with then, some uh, good greens. Yeah, some, that'd know. be nice. Ooh, man. Yeah, now you're getting me hungry. It's dinner time. Um <laughs> Hey, last night I made. I got. I went to Ollie's and I, or a couple of nights ago. I went to oh, Ollie's. Got nice. that Velveeta box. I got yeah. that box for like I think it was dollar fifty. And I got nice. I got two of them because I was like spring break. You know, yeah, I got, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna really yeah. go out. Yeah. Um, so literally, I got the Velveeta box last night. I made a Velveeta, That's and then solid. I th- then once I made it, I mixed in the cheese stuff, mm-hmm. and then I got uh, Frank's hot sauce. Oh yeah, and I, Frank's. And I, and I, and I, and I did a little. No, di- the hot sauce on mac and cheese is is the way to go. Yeah, I did a little shake and bake in, in, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. in there. 
Um, and then uh, I got the nice hot sauce in there. And then because I had Taco Bell like last week or something uh-huh. like that, I put a few of those 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 hot sauce packets in Ooh. there and I mixed those in. That's that's a solid move there. That's a good champions dinner for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a champions dinner for no, mac, for, a, for a, a, a loser. If you like hot sauce at all, mac and cheese with hot sauce on it is a ten. I didn't start doing that till a couple years ago. Yeah. And it was like it's a game changer. Yeah. Especially I actually a good hot sauce. I did put a little bit of sriracha in there too to get a little kick. Sure, sure, I didn't sure, put sure. too much to, yeah, to yeah, overpower. Yeah. You don't want to overdo it. But yeah, and then um, if if you're uh, if you're really bold, if you work in some, um, if you've got like <laughs> some good like breaded chicken, and you uh-huh. pour that, and you put some, you cut up the pieces, and you kind of work it in there, and it's like a mac and cheese with like some good, uh, not fried chicken, but like the breaded chicken you can make in the oven, covered in pinko crumbs and stuff, okay, okay. And, and you cut those up and you like put the them toasted in there bread too. crumbs. It will be pretty good. It'll be pretty good, too. Yeah. I've had that as well. I've mixed it in there because with the hot sauce, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm just telling you, man. I might have to go to the Velveeta again tonight. Yeah, that might be a go-to move for have you. Have you been to Ollie's down the street? No, but I know Ollie's Bargain Outlet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it's pretty legit. I know we're going to be living across from an Aldi's, uh, which is that uh, discount yeah, Aldi, grocery yeah. store, so maybe might, might get some good deals over there, well, too. Aldi's, that's, that's the thing. is I told you about it like a few few weeks ago that like yeah. I found like those like those off-brand Cheez-Its. Yeah, that's, the one, yeah, like that's that. the one where you got to like bring your own you know, giant boxes to exactly. throw all yeah, your yeah, food in there. Yeah, stupid. There's like one employee working there. The problem is like when I went to uh, Ollie's, um, so many, it's so weird. Like it, it feels like we're not in Loudoun County anymore. I feel like we're like in some like lower, I, I'm acting like I'm a rich guy, yeah, but yeah. I'm not. But it's like it, they're making all these like discount grocery stores. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, but yeah, but that's, but, Ollie's, Aldi, But everything's Lidl. so darn expensive. So yeah, why not? No, it's not a bad thing. Well, seriously, I went, to, I went to, see all those crackers. I got yeah. those for I think 89 cents a piece. Nice, um, which was nice, and then uh, it's a good deal. Yeah, well, I spent thirteen dollars and I had like a, a ba- basket full. <laughs> That's uh, it was it was it was legit. But the problem solid. was is that the first time I went to Ollie's and then the, uh, which was the, uh, it was like the day they opened, mm-hmm. and then this time because I went there to go get like some Chef Boardies and yeah, stuff like that yeah. because well, you know when I'm working and stuff like that I need something real quick and stuff like that. Sure. And uh, well, the funny thing was is I tried to go to, to get some more cans of Chef Boardie or, or just like, like chicken noodle soup and stuff like that. And the problem was that the second time I went there, which was like you know four days ago or something like that, they didn't have like crap. Like I, that's I got the Velvetas, they were cleared the, out the crackers, and then they had like beans. Like that's the only canned stuff there. I was yeah. like, well, I I, I got it out, there. man. People ready for spring break? Yeah. I guess. So I but I I was like, you know, it was it was actually that Friday. So yeah. so I got off work and I was like, I'm gonna head over to Ollie's something like that. So I went over there. Ollie's. It was like empty in there. Ollie's Bargain and, uh, Outlet, man. I had a long conversation with the cashier because oh, yeah. the computer wouldn't work, and I was like, how is it not working? You opened up last week. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Oh, it's crazy, but that Velveeta though. You, you need Velveeta to go, is solid. You need I to like go, some Velveeta. Yeah, you need to definitely need to go to. Uh, I had some mac and cheese the other day, but it was craft. It was craft with Ooh, some hot yeah. sauce, which is still solid. It's, it's, that's, that's, it's mac and that's cheese. That's a go-to. That's yeah. a go-to. So. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to decide on what I'm going to eat tonight. So, do you think yeah. I should go with the Velveeta again, Ooh. or I have some white cheddar mac and cheese? I do in like there. some white cheddar. So, would you, so yeah, I, I think you gotta, I might have to go with mac and cheese. You got to go mac and cheese again for sure. Now, the best would be if you also had some chicken nuggets, so you could pop those in there. Yeah. Uh, I like. I'm a good chicken nugget mac and cheese combo guy. I like really? having them both. Yeah, uh, a little ketchup. Uh, I like. I like. It's, I like. It's, it's, it's kind of weird because Jen started making fun of me of how like I make some certain sandwiches and stuff like that. Sure. Um, because like I, I would make a sandwich and she would look at it and say, "I'm yeah. like I'm disgusting." Really? And I was like, "Well, you like onions." And that's what type disgusting. of what type of sandwich? Well, there's like 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 a sandwich. Like I'll make. Um, because I like condiments, so yeah. I just like I'll, I'll you know for instance I'll put like peanut butter and then okay. I'll put like a, a slab of cheese on there 
and then okay, I'm, all, I'm, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out He's already. already out. I'm out already. Yeah, it's like because it tastes. What? Uh, dude, back in the day when I was in high school, <laughs> hey, I, I can't believe you just said you eat a peanut butter and cheese sandwich. Yeah, that's right. disgusting. I'm with disgusting. Jen on this. That's gross. Disgusting. Those are two things that just don't make sense together. I think she said her mom did it before. I guess I'm. Really? I guess I'm hurrying. Okay, maybe maybe people do it. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. I've never. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a normal combo, yeah. um, or you get cheese and like. I'm not a big jelly guy though. It's like okay. I'll, I'll eat jelly, but it's it's yeah, like ham and cheese, turkey and cheese, it's like all mayonnaise that stuff to me. If it's there, stuff. I'll eat it, but I don't really yeah. want it. Yeah. No, cheese needs to stick with meats, and your peanut butter's got to stick with, like, jelly, or just a peanut butter, plain peanut butter sandwich is good, too. Yeah, because when I was in high school and middle school and stuff like that, I used to, uh, my mom would pack my lunch, stuff like that, and I would get, uh, well, she'd pack me and my sister's lunches, yeah. and, she, you know, she would always give me the peanut, peanut butter, butter and cheese. cheese. Okay, man. I mean, hey, uh, I won't knock it till I try it. I'm not going to try it. Though. So <laughs> I can guarantee that I'm gonna I will pass. not. I can guarantee uh, I will not. Maybe eat one that. day, maybe one, one day. day. Maybe we, we definitely got to do uh, at some point this month we'll do a new food review. We haven't done it right. for a while cuz Mike and I are trying to eat healthy even though it's just not working. I ate Velveeta last night. Yeah, well, exactly. Awesome. <laughs> as we just described. <laughs> um, but we will try to do another food review, maybe bring in a restaurant and do do a yeah. food review cuz that is kind of our our uh, bread and butter. Hey, there's here a place it's called uh, Balls of Fury okay. around around okay. here. I don't know exactly where it is, but okay. it's like more of like a like it has like meatballs and, di- and, okay. and, and different things of that nature. Like I would try that. Italian stuff. I like meatballs. Um, so yeah, I like meatballs too. Balls of meat. So, uh, yeah, meatballs. So, I had a meatball sub on Saturday. So. Oh yeah, from where? Pop bellies. Oh, Pop bellies. How was that? It was okay. Yeah. It was okay. It didn't, it really, didn't really hit, hit the Pop Bellies doesn't blow me away. Yeah. It really doesn't. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Yeah. We've got a couple good sandwiches. The bread's fine. I do like the mac and cheese. You can get a cup of mac and cheese there. Yeah. Um, and then their chips are, chip selection is usually pretty good. What's your, They're like solid. They're yeah. okay. Yeah. I would give it a nice solid like 7 out of 10. Yeah. What's your, what, what's your view on Panda Express? So I, there was a Panda Express in college, and I liked that a lot. When you're in college, that's a good option. I haven't been to a Panda Express in probably two years. Yeah. I think it's fine. I mean, it's like it's almost like a... Like like a Chipotle for Chinese food. I mean, you just go in there and they you fill up the little box, whatever. I want orange chicken. I want that. I want that. And then Jen's like completely go. against it. Really? I, I forgot why. Why she's she is. against it? Yeah. So they make one in Leesburg. So yeah. I'm, I'm like maybe like 10, it's fine. five it's, ten minutes from it's, it. It's not. So whenever we pass by, it, I always say, "Hey, you want to get some Panda Express?" And she's like, she's, "It's like really? It's, yeah, it's not incredible, but it's not bad." Payway though is on point. Really? I like Payway better than Panda Express. Yeah. You got to get a Payway. Now, I've never been to Payway because I always go. To, if I'm going to go over there, I'm going to yeah. get something different. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But Panda Dallas Express is fine. It's not. It's not. It's not. Great, but it's not bad. It's, it's fast food Chinese food. Yeah, la- last thing before we sign yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> We're talking more about food than tw- sports. 20 minutes now. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, check the timestamps below. So, sure. I'm, I'm going to sure. put the timestamps on there for everyone to, to either listen to sports or listen to the fun stuff. Yeah. So, and food's the bo- most fun in the world. Absolutely. So, um, so when I was in Vegas, the first time I went to Vegas, Ooh. I've been there twice. Great food um, spot. Yeah. Me and my buddies, were, you know, we had our little, like, we, what, I, what I did in Vegas, the best thing to do, if you're on a budget. If, I had about 150 bucks a day to spend, so I just okay. so I, I I had to gamble to win to, yeah. to make my money. So basically, I put 150 bucks in in like baggies in my in my thing. So I said, so I t- every day I took it out of the bag and put it in my pocket. So this is all I got. Okay, that's yeah. solid. That's so solid. You can't take it out of the yeah. bags, right? Yeah. So basically. Uh, we said, okay, well, we got to find somewhere cheap to eat. So we went to, like, it's like M&M World or whatever, and you go upstairs, and that's where, like, all, like, the fast food places are. Mm. So we got Panda Express the first two days. <laughs> Solid. And we weren't feeling too great. Yeah. Uh, you mix that with beer and stuff like that. So, you, you know, you're not feeling too, too, too fine. But then we found out about the MGM because we didn't do, we didn't do our research about the food. 
Uh, so yeah. we did was MGM. It was 20 bucks for the full buffet of everything. Yeah. And then we felt bad about spending $7 at Panda Express. Yeah, for that. yeah. We should have well, spent 13 more dollars. got a lot, so a lot better so, food. So every day we um, after that, and uh, the second time we went, we, every day we start off going to the Tropicana usually because it's, yeah. it's the cheapest uh, blackjack you can do. And go to the Tropicana, sit down for about 10 minutes before we go to eat at the MGM. And uh, try to try to make because you, you spend ten bucks, mm-hmm. and if you win, tw- if you get twenty, there's your, there's your there's, meal. There's your meal. So yeah. there you go. Solid. So used to do something like that. So just that's a little pan yeah. ex- pan express bit. Pan for express, you. man. Yeah. No, I I think when I was in in Vegas, I didn't get to try too much. Too many food, good food places. I think I got a pizza place once. I know In-N-Out Burger's there, too. I've, yeah. I've had that in California, but... Um, I, I, I had In-N-Out once. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's solid. It's, it's solid. just... You got, you got to go... Get the, you know what place... Is, I told you about that place. Freddy's in Fairfax? Yeah. yeah I got to go to Freddy's. <laughs> Freddy's is great. I want to go back. How close is it to your, your new place? <sighs> That's true. Yeah. Now, it's in you're Fairfax. Too, you're too busy looking I'm at... I'm in Chantilly, <laughs> but I'm pretty close to the border. Yeah, I'll be interested. I'll I'll run the numbers. Okay. Yeah, I'll I got the routes. I, I got to look at exactly where you're looking. Freddy's. Yeah, yeah. We're we're. I'll I'll tell you off air what my exact address okay. is. So, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, people it's, don't it's come one, two, and murder three, me. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Okay. Um, okay. Well, that's gonna be that's gonna do it. Yeah, right that's about, uh, it's, Thanks for coming on, yeah, uh, Rashad Mobley. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we're we're gonna have Rashad Mobley yeah. on um, uh, next week because yeah, he we'll uh, figured out. He had some prior commitments with work and all that kind of stuff, so he had to reschedule. Um, the life of the workman. Uh, instead of like me, I'm on spring break. Um, for from work, but uh, that's a, that's the perk of working for the school system. There you Gotta go. Gotta love it. There so, you go. Um, anyways, that's gonna do it for the DC crossover. We cross over all four major sports teams in the DC market. Redskins are gonna be heavy next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we're gonna touch on the Washington Wizards. Uh, next week as well. Just j- just just briefly with Rashad Mobley. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have Danny Noakes on talking about the new hiring for Virginia Tech basketball. And we also have possibly another guest, uh, the Let's Talk Redskins boys, uh, talking about the Redskins draft prospects and different things of that nature from what they have been hearing. Um, so it's going to be a lot. going to be a lot going on here the next week or so. Uh, we're going to get as much content out there as possible. Me and Ben will be writing a few articles. So mm-hmm. definitely check out the DCCrossover.com. And uh, definitely check out this episode. Uh, if you, I don't know why I'm saying check out the episode. If you're this far, then you've already, ha- already <laughs> checked the episode. But uh, thank you for listening to the episode. If for you have. sure, for sure. Um, but definitely check us out. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music. Uh, ben, any last thoughts? No, man. As we I'm, were supposed I'm, to be done in an hour, it's two hours. We spent half an hour talking about food. I'm hungry. Oh, man. I got to get I, that. Velveeta is just calling out my name. Calling your name. Caps man. start in about five to ten minutes. So Ben's going to get on the road. and He's going to get back to his house. And then uh, we're going to get off the air here. All right, man. It's been fun. (laughs) It's been fun. See you guys next week. That's the DC Crossover, everybody. Definitely check us out on all the social media outlets and everything of that nature. I'm not going to repeat it because if you've already been listening this long, you know. So anyways, happy, what do you want to call this week, Ben? Let's see. uh, Happy Caps Playoff Week because there's nothing else really going on except whatever. Who cares? No one really cares. DC Crossover, we're out. Let's end.